show where you decide the topic from love chat for matt to the hate in your heart i can't believe it there are no limits you can be nice i love legends you can be mean i don't give a fuck or you can blow it all up every wednesday at nine it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe and now here they are matt christensen and blonde Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. What up? We haven't done it for, uh, we haven't done the call-in show for two weeks now. So thanks for your patience. It was patience. a nice break last week, I gotta say. Yeah, thanks for, uh, for your patience as, uh, as we sat one out. And um, I, you know, I opened Discord for the first time in two weeks today because I, I use it exclusively for the call-in show. Still not banned. Yes, they just don't care anymore. That's nice. Uh, How do we keep not getting banned on various platforms? I just kept making fun of them by email. <laughs> they gave up. They gave well, up. I don't know. So. I mean, the only thing that I have ever been banned on is Twitter. And all things considered, that is kind of remarkable. Well, I haven't even achieved that, unfortunately. But maybe maybe oh, some could. Maybe someday. Yeah, I, I just it. I mostly just post my videos there. I don't I don't really go after people on Twitter in the way that you would make it your mission to make certain women cry and things like that. Anyway, uh, yeah. welcome back to the call-in show. If you are new to the show, we actually have a pretty light group of callers tonight, so I think we can make it through most, if not all. We'll see how it goes. But if you're new to the show, you want to participate, uh, the way it works is like this. There's a link to the Discord server in the YouTube description. Hop in the Discord server and uh, put your name in the roll call. The roll call is open 10 minutes before live until we're live. And then I randomize the callers and I post that randomized list in the roll call there. And we'll go in that randomized order. Normally we have our friend Dangerous Spaces who cleans up that list for us a little bit. But he is out tonight. So uh, bear with the mess. And of course, thanks to him for helping us with some housekeeping. Normally we'll go through uh, the callers in the in that randomized order. Try to keep your call to uh, two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. And we'll get through as many as we can. We'll take breaks to catch up with Super Chat on YouTube and DLive and Streamlabs every half hour as well. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line. I'm excited to get to the email questions because I'm told we have an update from, is it James? Or with James with the, uh, the fear of guns, right? We've I'll be nicer. We have an update, so I look forward to hearing that uh, from uh, from James. We'll get to that in the last half hour of the show. Other than that, uh, I think we're good to go. G. David is up first. Oh, I will say, too, if you guys are uh, looking to get, if you're on the list for callers here, make sure you hop in one of the waiting rooms so I can pull you in. And you need to get into the waiting room, too. I don't know why I point at you as though we're oh. next to each other, but, you know, you get the idea. Whoops. Ooh, and I got, an, I got another storm rolling in, so... Please excuse any thunder if you hear that. Uh, G. David, you there? Hang out a second. Oh, Bat I see Batman. Uh, Batman cleaned up the list for us, so thank you, Batman, filling in oh, for nice. um, filling in for our friend Dangerous Spaces. Ovid is up after that. We'll let G. David hang out. Ovid, you there? I'm here. Yeah. Hey, wow. I actually rolled up early. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. Lucky oh. you. Let's see. Uh, David, if David, if you're there, I'll let you chime in first and then we'll go to Ovid if you're set. Sorry, what? Are you set to go? Yeah. Okay. You're coming in very soft for me. I've got you boosted as much as I can, but. Uh, uh, let me 
see if I can push myself up. Okay. Um, uh, tell, you, tell you what. See if you can get that volume boosted a little bit. Yeah. I've got you up as much as I can. We'll take Ovid, and then I'll come right back to you, okay? Okay. Ovid, what's on your mind, dude? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's been a while. Hi. Yeah. yeah. How, you, how you doing? Um, you know, it's, you know, we got to just check up on things, make sure everything's going all right. Um, Blonde, how are you recovering from the pregnancy? Ah, uh, she really made a mess out of my boobs, but otherwise everything's going back to normal. Well, particularly the thing everyone here is interested in is how's your brain? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, really shoddy, actually. Like, I'm having a hard time stringing together sentences. I feel pretty much retarded, but I'm working on well, it. Well, there's really only one thing that matters, though. So what's your opinion on Lizzo? Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. That was a momentary <laughs> lapse in judgment. Sometimes I find the confidence of a fat black woman just irresistible. It's happened to me before. Just like the disproportionate confidence. What, what Was it the anyway, beach photos that turned you around or what was it? It was, well, first of all, she's not very talented. I saw her tiny desk NPR thing and I was like, this bitch is no Aretha. And then um, constantly seeing her giant twerking ass. And then she gave or she performed in that uh, World Health Organization thing for COVID. And that's when I was like, you're dead. I didn't see that. Yeah. So uh, did, did you guys see this uh, cuties thing that's going around? It's what? apparently like just exploding. No, what's that? that? Um, so Netflix released basically basic information or like a trailer or something about an upcoming series called cuties, which follows either one young 11 year old girl or a whole bunch of girls around that age mm -hmm. who no. are deciding to embrace their femininity and learn twerking. And follow around oh, like groups that are do so. There's like this poster, and it's horrendous. Like you have like a, like an eight year old girl, like ten year old girl down on her knees, sticking her butt. It you know it's, it's called cuties, like so C U T I E S. Yeah. Okay. So this is all this is all over the internet right now because everyone's like, really, who who approves? Uh, this ratioed hard on. Yeah, I'm looking at Twitter's promotional tweet here like their trailer uh it's not ratioed on, on netflix's account um it is i'm looking at well, it right the, now um, like the description's so awful it's like this girl defies her family's traditions and embraces her femininity she's like 11 these and, kids are younger than 11 it looks like oh, this is something yeah. else this is a, sorry i was looking at a trailer for something else oh Cutie's official trailer. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't watched the video. If there's actually a, a trailer, I haven't watched the video yet. I should not be watching this right now. This is really bad. Um, Although it's going to piss off Muslims. I'm. Why are you watching? Yeah, are you watching the the trailer here where the girl is ironing her hair and one of them's in a yeah, hijab? That's the one. Whatever pisses off Muslims, I'm fine with this. <laughs> Maybe we'll update this on Sunday. I don't I, I don't want to just describe it to the audience. I suppose I could put it on screen, but it's audio only for most most listeners. I don't know. Have you ever seen like a cheerleading? My friends used to be cheerleaders and I'd go to their um their professional or whatever. There they were advanced cheerleaders and the stuff that the kids were doing, like the slutty moves. So I suppose this is not unique in that. It's kind of a dance troupe thing. Hmm. I don't know. It it does seem like it snuck in through the trans kids thing. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. As, as weird as that is, is that it was like if you can take a boy and and do this sexually, then it logically follows that you could take a girl. And like it's the it's the sexualizing of kids yeah. that young. And at yeah. first, if you criticized it, you were called transphobic. So yeah. you had like that barrier, and now it's just creeping out. I don't know. Well, Seems I'll have to check it out. Uh, thank you for yeah. for letting us know. Uh, what's what's new on your end before we let you go? Oh, not much. Um, I'm in New Jersey, so Bill Murphy <laughs> has you in a cage, yeah, basically. Yeah, everything's masked. Everything's locked down. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty annoying, but you know, I just I can't go full libertarian rage now. I just I got too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Try to keep my head above yeah. water. Are you still able to work at least? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, right. so that's good. Then. So. Yep. All right. Cool. Just well, thanks. Thanks, mask. man. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, you guys both uh, keep on keeping on. You, See you, you too, bud. Bud? What the fuck is going on with me? <laughs> Your brain is still clearly fried. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, G. David, did you get that mic I'm figured out? It. All right. We'll let, you, we'll let you hang out a second. I'm here. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, it's still pretty soft, but maybe we can work with it. If you just get tight on that mic, what's on your mind? Um, I'd actually just like to uh, thank you, Matt, for all of the uh, great personal responsibility videos you put out lately. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. What, uh, what's, yeah, what's got I've you thinking about watching, personal responsibility? What... Oh, mostly the video that I was, uh, that I watched about five weeks ago when I first tried to get in to the show. What, uh, what was the topic? The, uh, I can't actually remember, hmm. but I loved your video today. Oh, well, thanks. That was, uh, I, that was really awesome. Did you see the New York post story update? As, as far as I know, I haven't looked at the internet for a couple hours before we're live. As far as I know, the face kicker guy is still at large. I don't think they've detained him yet. But they know who he is. They know who he is. But the New York Post posted a story today that the guy who got his face kicked, the guy who looked like he died, basically. uh, The story was something like headline. uh, Man who was kicked in downtown Portland had posted anti George Floyd meme just hours prior. Who cares? One, who cares? And two, it wasn't even an anti-George Floyd meme. What the meme was like, the meme said basically George Floyd was methed up and died and become became like a, a saint, more or less. Um, Canon Hinnant was murdered and nobody cares. It wasn't even anti-George Floyd per se. It was just comparing media coverage of the two cases. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. It's what what's going on now is absolutely disgusting. Well, to, to your yeah. topic on uh, um, personal responsibility, uh, it seems as though the appropriate amount for a lot of people these days is none as you are. You are not yeah. responsible for anything in yeah. your life. It's such a terrible thing to teach people. Even obviously there are things about your life that you can't change. And the, the proverb is your, or the, the wisdom is you're supposed to have the wisdom to know what you can't change and accept it. But if you assume, like, we we talk about this all the time. For me, my life got a lot better when I started assuming everything I don't like about my life is my fault. Even if it's not my fault, it's still going to lead me to do everything in my power to change what I don't like to the maximum extent that I'm capable of doing. 
Yeah, but you're, the thing is that you're capable of doing it. So there's selection bias for people that are incapable of changing their own lives because uh, they're too incompetent or dumb or whatever the fuck. This, so it works for you because, you know, you have the faculties willing. to change it. But, like, imagine that you're a poor, dumb, you know, what, what do you what Certainly do you do? some people are more capable of some things than others. But the point is maximizing the... D- maximizing your own control of your own life and yeah that will be varying to yeah. some people but you got to find your maximum amount you know and some people some people can uh can increase that capacity over time just because you lack the ability to change a lot today doesn't mean you can't cultivate the skills to change a lot tomorrow the point is, it's so much attitude and we we just teach people hey uh nothing in your life that sucks is your fault don't try systems rig rigged against you don't bother trying uh just sit sit around and wait for government help or some somebody bigger and stronger and smarter than you to do it for you yeah it's that attitude that got me started watching you in the first place hmm what Good. what's uh we'll have to let you go in a moment here but what uh do you are you someone who's changed your views on things recently or are you someone who's kind of thought about this for a while or what's what's Not your story really okay i i think about it i think about it often i i'm not perfect myself obviously no no one is yeah I mean, who is but uh i i I've, I've been through a few rough spots in my life that i'm not proud of sure and since i've returned to uh church of my yeah my my church which is the lds church mm-hmm. um i've uh i've just had a completely different viewpoint and i've been studying a lot of things in all of the scriptures so well good uh, I think were you are you saying you've returned you had left the church and you've now returned um, I unofficially left the church. Okay. So I, I, I basically became inactive. Yeah. Okay. And then I returned to activity. Oh. But, uh, I've, I, 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 I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. Well, sure. Thanks. I was actually very surprised. I got first, mm-hmm. I got first pick. Lucky uh, you. Seed today. Yeah. I, I've yeah. been liking this <laughs> random format. Um, after some viewers suggested it just cause we get a, a nice, uh, a nice mix of, um, of some voices we haven't heard from before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Keep us posted on so, your spiritual journey and keep up the yeah. self. Yeah. It's, it sounds like you got a, a good perspective going. So all the best, man. So I email you once. Yeah. I email you once in a while, Matt. Sure. I'll continue doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Although I, had one last thing before I go. I was slightly disappointed that uh, I haven't heard any news about Sargon's case from you. I, I've been reaching out to some people trying to figure out if there's someone I can work with, and I haven't got a good lead yet. So if anyone knows how I can get involved with uh, Sargon's patrons, I'm still very interested. Uh, I've tried to communicate with a few people, and I've just encountered dead ends. So, Well, I've been talking. I mean the, uh, um, the Aquila. Oh, what about it? Well, it was recently decided that uh, he'd get the uh, he'd get almost forty thousand dollars of uh, attorney's fees. Mm-hmm. And I, I think just, we did talk about this at some point, didn't we? 
I know we've talked about you it. You may in- have on you may have on the Colin show two weeks ago, but I uh, w- wasn't able to listen to that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we got to let you go, Any- but but thank you for calling in. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one last. Sorry, I, I really got to. I, I really got to let you go. We've we've gone Viva, on we've gone yeah. on a little while here, but I appreciate Viva it. Fry. Thank you. Viva Fry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank thank you, man. All right. Uh, New Direction is up next. New Direction, you're good to go if you're ready. All right. We'll give you a second to hang out. After that is El Vaquero. Right. Yes, sir. Go hey, ahead. Yeah, go ahead if you're ready. Did I? Ah, down under. I always like to hear that. What's on your mind? Um, yeah, look, just bunkered down in Afghanistan here. Uh, they give us almost enough food to get by. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's um the the military, the police, and the Karen Brigade are all out doing their thing, <laughs> making sure that everyone upholds the right virtues. What city is this? I don't. Um, I don't even know if you're joking or if you're serious with the state of things down there. Yeah. No. I am from Melbourne, and I thought I'd call in to give you guys a bit of an A and A if you wanted to. Yeah, know please. Yeah, I, I had a lot of Australian people email me. Um, general perspective was Melbourne. Working on my pronunciation, Melbourne is, at least from what Melbourne. I heard, kind of at like the Portland of Australia, and not necessarily representative of Australia at large. Uh, what do you think? Do you is is what's going on there uh, something that's typical in Australia, or is it a weird outlier? No, it's it's an outlier. Like okay. Melbourne, the uh, the state council, well, the the city council on that are this party known as the Greens Party, mm-hmm. which are very Marxist in their political leanings. We have a our equivalent of a governor, which we call the premier, is uh, Labor, which is our left centre wing party. He's allegedly very in bed with the unions and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how exceptions have been given to the construction industry. And uh, hypothetically, if I were to go out at, after curfew, which I wouldn't do, but hypothetically, <laughs> there course. appears to be hypothetically a fuck ton of construction going on. Uh, very interesting the way that hmm. works. Okay. But yeah, to, to give you a bit of an insight what it's like, it's both not as bad as people say, and then it's also worse. So <laughs> okay. the law... The laws are Orwellian as fuck. Um, you've read through that. But they're not really, there's not a lot of enforcement that I'm seeing happening of them. And That's there's good. huge, yeah, there's huge loopholes in everything. So, for instance, with masks, you must wear a mask unless you don't have to. And if you don't have to, you don't have to prove it. And so okay. they're making yeah. big examples of um, people that don't identify themselves to police. And arresting them over that and then claiming it's some sort of COVID thing or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or the your papers please thing is you must have your paper on you saying you're a permitted worker. Mm-hmm. And if you do, they give you a call. And if your boss gets a call, they go, you fill in the six-page document. And then it sort of ends there. Okay. So It's the fact that they're mandating it initially that pisses me off. Like. The loophole thing, yeah, fine, but um, some people have got to be enforcing it. Like that video that we watched, although I watched well, it again, and that chick clearly punched the cop, like, right in the stomach. I think she was the aggressor. Yeah. Is, did so you see another video. angle, or was it the one from the... No, I watched high. the aerial angle. Like yeah. I watched it like five times, and it looks like she probably did that hmm. first. 
And if you listen to the thing you, you posted on the show about the police commissioner afterwards, you'll yeah. notice he's very careful in his language that he didn't arrest her for anything COVID. It was for not identifying himself. Yeah. But he made it really yeah. COVID. It's, all they need to do is tighten that up and we're fucked. It's, it's you know, 1984 and yeah. everyone's used to it now because they think, oh, it wasn't that bad the first time that we just right. locked everything down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how sure. how much the social pressure changes. Even walking around the grocery store, the if you walk around unmasked like I tend to do, the pressure is on you and people are giving you the eye for doing something that uh no more than 6 months ago was the norm. All of a sudden just normal public behavior is frowned upon and you get the evil eye and you get uh people Yeah, I got kicked out of Target yesterday. Really? Yeah, I tried to go in there without wearing a mask and there was like a mask enforcer <laughs> and he's like, you need to wear a mask. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, this is not a negotiation. You need to leave. And then I just like, well, I just left. Yeah. You, you could do the uh, do what I do and wear the buff thing and just, you know, the second someone says that, put it like an inch over your mouth, walk past him and then pull it down. It's just I'm just not, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to do any of this. Yeah. At all. And since when did it become okay for just regular Joe Schmo on the street to start variety, like harassing people about not conforming to whatever standard? Oh, well, yeah, it's not. And that's the scary it's thing. Not, as yeah. soon as the authority says you must do this thing, it, that it honestly, the self-appointed citizen policemen scare me more than the actual police. I don't want an encounter with these crazy Karens. I think the Bozeman police here would treat me pretty reasonably if uh, right. if they actually confronted me about such a thing. Probably, but you made a good, before we let you go, you did make a really good point about um, how they're trying to acclimate us to this. And this reminds me of an episode of Computing Forever that I watched the other day. I think the the video title is The Current Dystopia and the Road Ahead. It was with John Waters. He's this Irish guy who's really smart. But John Waters in that says, mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, it's it's like trying to get a bit on a horse. Like first you let the horse smell it. And then you touch touch the face of the mm. horse with the bit, and then eventually, eventually you put it on, and then you take it off, and that's what they've been doing with us with with the the lockdown yeah. and with the masks. Like they eased up and the lockdown a little bit, and then the mask mandates have been inconsistent, and all of this is just so that they can ultimately, you know, bridle us. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty insane. And that's why I say metaphor. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, I'll better let you get on. So uh, final words, shout out to Shaniqua Stunning and Brave. Um, <laughs> yeah. As someone who's had their balls cut off, still has more balls than anyone in this city. <laughs> and don't forget Smegma Bukaki 69 We have a... Oh, yeah. He's in Sydney. So oh, he doesn't count. Lucky him. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget yeah. Smegma Bukaki. All right, thank you for the update. Appreciate it. No worries. All the best, guys. Okay getting really hard to stay positive here yeah yeah well although i always have exuded positivity i'm just a ray of <laughs> sunshine have you, how much of the d of the convention have you watched at least there's some laughs there it's so silly what's been on tucker i mean i just can't believe that this is going on and then i heard that aoc endorsed bernie and it, it's just been weird i guess that's kind have you of watched a, a lot of it no not much i've seen the highlights i i the first night i kind of tapped out at that cover of uh that that's that vietnam song that vietnam era song with billy oh, with that faggot <laughs> accurate that uh what's his name billy uh turner or something like that what's that guy's name the guy that dresses with in dresses yeah the- billy porter billy porter 
with the lazy eye. Yeah. Does he have a lazy eye? I don't know. That that was hilarious. Uh, for the Republic, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go for it. So I've always tried to live by the creed of hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Sure. Wise. And uh, with that in mind, and with the topic of uh, personal responsibility that you were just having with that other caller, mm -hmm. I want to talk about uh, preparedness and uh, bug out scenarios yeah. and what general pre uh, preparations or plans that do you have. <laughs> I mean, I know that uh, you've mentioned it before that you both tend to keep multi-week food supplies on hand. Mm -hmm. And I assume, Blonde, that you know, with your kid, I assume that you're in more of a uh, shelter-in-place kind of mindset now. But I just yeah. want to take uh, your guys' take on it and what your basic approach is. Yeah, well... Um, I think that we would exhaust our year-long food. I have a year of freeze-dried food. And then we have, well, I don't know, five operable guns. I don't know how many rounds of ammo we have, but it's all, you know useful ammo and then uh i don't know i have like seeds water purifying tablets um and i don't i don't really know what else i could do except for hunker down here yeah and i think that's that's the key like you use the phrase uh, bug out uh i would like to have better bug out options or that is to say what what would what would happen if my home was compromised what would happen yeah. if I had to, for whatever reason, abandon all the resources that are in my home and be somewhere else? Uh, I don't at this point, I don't have a great plan for that. Like for me, the the things that I need that I want to improve on for self-sufficiency and preparedness are uh, having supplies not in my home where I could access them. And two, having a better uh, understanding of, of basic medical treatment. I'm not a great oh, yeah. medical treatment mind. I don't know a lot. Nope. I, I could use like, you know, basic CPR type stuff, basic wound treatment stuff that I don't have uh, yet. And I, I haven't made a lot of progress on all that sort of stuff this year, even though this is the best year to be doing that sort of stuff, <laughs> just because it's kind of a busy year in my personal life with the wedding and, and other things. But those are the things to me that I that I want to improve on in the future. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I have really good relationships with my neighbors. Yeah, that's good, too. Which is super duper important. Yeah. And I moved to the one of the most conservative and white areas of the entire country. Lots so. of skinheads. So many skinheads, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I keep, uh, you know, a month or two's worth of food in my house. Um, as well as water, and uh, I have a full, you know, forty-eight hour go bag that's always packed yeah. and prepared to go at a moment's notice. Mm. And that's I, I will admit that uh, when the lockdowns were in full swing and then the uh, the riots were really getting going, uh, and I'm like, you know, I was starting to get, uh, you know, you know, maybe something could start going on here and happening. And I had my my go bag in my vehicle at all times, and I'm like, well, if I had to. I had to abandon my house. I could leave within a ten-minute notice. Yeah, that's good. And uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And one of the things I really noticed, because uh, it's really been in the last oh, about year and a half to two years that I've really started to actually be thinking more and more about this and being more mindful of it. You know, stocking up on certain ammunitions and getting certain gear and whatnot set aside and prepared is that it's really granted me a fairly strong sense of security in yeah. its own right. Sure. Um, 
I remember when the lockdowns uh, first started and the initial public panic was setting in. I remember uh, calling up and uh, talking to a friend of mine who's fairly like-minded, and he also has been getting some stuff uh, prepared. And he's also a you know fellow listener of the show. And uh, we were both like, well, if uh, if worse came to worse and martial law was enacted and we were told right this second that we could not leave our home for any reason even to get food, we're like, well, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. Sit down, grab a book, have a, have a firearm, you know, sit next to me and you know, <laughs> yeah. wait it out. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So thank depressing. you for the thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Have a good one. You as well. Yeah. I, uh, fiance is really into geocaching, even though I, I think it's kind of silly or whatever. So we don't really do that together, but I was thinking maybe that would be a fun way to share that interest is I will just create my own geocaches of uh, certain supplies that might be useful. That is so uh, smart. I haven't started, but that's it, it. You think about it. Maybe just within a mile radius of your home. If you know where they are, you have certain stashes. And of course, you got to be careful because private property considerations and all that. You don't want to just go digging on someone's land. But if you can think of ways to store supplies that don't really infringe on other people, it's that could be useful in the event that you have to leave your home on a moment's notice for whatever reason. That's true. You know, I did used to know this guy who would bury money and weed around. Smart guy. Places. Yeah. He's pretty smart. Pretty smart. Uh, all right. El Vicaro. Let's take one more caller before we break. El Vicaro is up next. El Vicaro, you there? Yep, I'm here. What's on your mind? Well, so I had uh, some cousins come in about a week and a half ago from California. Okay. And they wanted to go see a whole bunch of sites around the state. And one of the places I went to take them was an Indian ruin up in the Jemez Mountains called the uh, Cuastayuqua, which nobody's ever heard of. So this and is uh, this is New Mexico for, for? Yes. Okay. It's if if the if the estimates on the room count are correct, it's probably the largest Pueblo ruin in the U.S. Mm. But what mm. I saw on the way up there really pissed me off. And on the way up, we went by a lake called uh, Fenton Lake. And it's a fishing hole for, you know, everybody from Albuquerque heads up there in the summer and have ice fishing in the winter. And they, the, the fucking governor had it closed down <laughs> to fishing. She didn't want people up there. Why? And she, <laughs> Because she, she's a fucking tyrant. I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's closing down other lakes. She has a public health order where, by law, like if I'm just walking down the street, I have to wear a mask. Now, fortunately, pretty much every single police department in the state told her to get fucked. And yeah. The state police have to enforce it, and they look for excuses not to enforce it. Sure. But it's like, when is it? Oh, and I'm here. I, I haven't been able to verify, but I'm hearing rumors that she wants to extend these public health orders for seasonal flu. Well, and but like, that, that's she's worried what about them me. crossing over or something. Yeah, well, that's, I, that's I, what's scary. What's the logical I, distinction? Every argument that's made about masks and social distancing and all of this that applies to coronavirus just as logically applies to seasonal flu every single year. Why would we stop? Well, there there is a good reason, um, but I will say that if if that's not just a rumor and it's actually true, I'm going to start playing a lot of Minecraft. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, and the whole state's starting to get pissed off at her over this stuff. I mean, it's it's bad enough that Trump might actually take New Mexico, which is perpetually blue. Yeah. 
especially now that Gary Johnson's not on the ticket. But yeah, it, it's just the insanity. And it, and then I go look at the data. It's like, no, this gets way less severe really quickly as, as it goes on. Yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah. I, 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 at least around here, I, to my knowledge, I don't think we've closed off any public access lands or fishing sites or anything like that. I, I know the national parks were closed for a minute, but they've been open all summer. We don't, I, I've not heard of any, uh, like outdoor public sites like that being closed for coronavirus. That's, that's just silly. Who's getting yeah, coronavirus well, I mean, fishing? She, yeah. Well, and, and here's the other thing. If she, if she's worried about how many people are in a given area, the one lake that she couldn't close off up there is San Gregorio and it's a little smaller than Fenton. So everybody went up there. Yeah. Well, that, that's I what mean, happened like, in California when they started doing this kind of piecemeal park closures. They closed down a lot of parks in L.A. area, but not in Orange County. And so all of a sudden, everyone from L.A. was flooding Orange County. And that's when Gavin Newsom had to step in and close down a whole bunch of shit statewide. Just yeah, it's, it, yeah the, the incentive structures get all silly. Yeah. Fishing is the fishing is the original social distancing. I mean, if two group of fishermen are closer than six feet together, it's way too close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, yeah, good, I just good luck out there, man. Yeah. And blonde, um, before I go, last thought, I don't know if I was the only one, but I was one of the ones that sent Matt that um, <clears throat> most racist town video. <laughs> knowing that it would make you laugh yeah. and your laughter is contagious. So have oh, a nice evening. You. Thank you. I watched it several times. It was hilarious. That was a funny video. I got to say it was so funny. Uh, and then I sent it to my mom and then we laughed about it together. It was, it was great. <laughs> Thank you, man. Have a good night. <laughs> right. You're welcome. And it was the, the reason it was so funny. I can't remember the name of it, but if people want to see it, it's something like black lives matter protester goes to most racist town in America. The premise is a guy goes to like the most racist town in Alabama or something holding a black lives matter sign. And the thing that makes it so funny is not just the slurs that are yelled at him. It's yeah. because the video is presented in a way that you're supposed to feel bad for that guy. Like you're supposed to you don't. Yeah. yeah. I just, I actually just kind of laugh because <laughs> it's supposed to be sad or revealing or something. Oh, everybody should watch that. If, if you haven't watched it, it's like, it's heartwarming. We can start. I can find <laughs> the exact title on the break here. Maybe if people want to see it. Um, let's take a break though. Over on uh, D live ETC says, uh, Tim pool's buddy, Adam has a 2002 WRX. Can we get a Subaru collab stream? Well, I don't know that everybody tunes into, uh, for, for lesbian car talk as blonde would call it. Uh, but those are cool cars. The, the O2 as I think that was the original year where they were available in the U S they got those cool bug eye headlights, but, um, but oh, yeah. I didn't tell you, but I'm trading in my BMW for a Forester. You're getting a, you're joining the lesbian uh, car club. I am the BMW that I inherited from my parents. Uh, doesn't it, it has rear wheel drive, so I can't even drive it in the winter. Here. My my mom had one of the original Foresters, '98 model, and she drove it to. They put two engines in it, but it it cleared half a million miles. That Forester. Oh my god! Yeah, they're uh, yes. Foresters are cool. They used to make the turbo Foresters and now they stopped making those. That was on my short list of like family cars to buy. And now I can't unless I find one used, but the, because people like them and they're not making them new, the used price is so inflated. Anyway, yeah. I know everyone loves car talk as much as they love football talk. Uh, let me see what's going on over on Streamlabs. 
Then we got one from Mike DeWine's shit-eating grin here. Uh, Because of the 2019 Dayton shooting, DeWine said he's pushing the strong Ohio bill. So the title of the bill is the strong bill saying, quote, doing nothing is not an option. And retard Lieutenant Governor Husted, Husted, thinks we still have a 72 hour waiting period. I don't want them. (laughs) I don't want them lynched yet. (laughs) Okay, but I'll gladly heat up the tar. Weren't there non-lethal methods of tar and feathering? Was it, weren't there just like merely humiliating ways to tar and feather a person? Yes. But yeah, I thought that it was always non-lethal until I saw John Adams and I was like, holy right. shit. There's no that. way anybody survived this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a good old tar and feather humiliation I could get on board with potentially. Closet conservative teacher says, hey guys, quick question. I work in a school that has gone full SJW. And now they want me to bow to the golden calf, so to speak. I feel uneasy, betraying my principles for work, but I live in California with no real options. What are both of your thoughts? Well, this is kind of the classic question of should you take a stand or should you keep your head down to get, go along to get along? And as we've as we've said, it's really situation dependent. If you're in a I think we generally agree that if you're in a position to to influence that if you have some sort of leadership or some sort of clout where you are, you, can, you might exercise that a little bit. If you're the sort of person who's like a freshman in college or maybe you're a first year teacher in this setting, um, maybe you wait to build a little bit of that influence for a time where you can exercise it more effectively. That said, if you're in California, in theory, I don't. aren't you a mandatory union member in California? You don't even have a choice. Yeah. You should be able to practically kill a kid and still be, be and still remain a teacher in California. So but if you attain more power, you can influence and indoctrinate more people. That's what we need. Counter indoctrinating. Maybe, <laughs> maybe um, I, I'd be interested to know what sort of protections you have. And if you are in fact protected with the, the iron fist of the California teachers unions, maybe, maybe you uh, go to bat a little bit more for your beliefs. Good luck in whatever you decide. I, I think there's, I think there's a case that you could make for either side of that. But I think if you're going to take the stand, you want to make sure it's the maximum effective stand. So uh, so consider that because the stand you take might be your last in that setting. Phil says BLM prattles on and on about how they want equality. And I'm over here thinking. <laughs> I can't read this. Bill. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. It's I could summarize it. BLM prattles on and on about how they want equality. And, am I, and I'm over here thinking. Good luck getting crime rates to be equal. <laughs> I mean, this. Yeah. Well, once the FBI statistics are proportional. <laughs> God. Uh, Susan would have my head for that one. Phil also says thoughts on Loomer's political campaign. Is she America first or is she the latest attempt to pull the wool over the eyes of conservatives? Did you see her win last night? Uh, yeah. I mean, what did she think about Israel? My. Um, thing with Laura Loomer is, I mean, I'm generally, I'm not a fan, but I haven't paid a lot of attention to her. The thing that lost me was, was being a right wing SJW, basically storming the stage at the, at the play where, where they had a fictional killing of Trump. Remember that? And yeah, the play looked stupid, but I don't like the idea of Trigley puffing someone else's stage, someone else's production. And and just yeah. taking it over. I, I don't like that sort of stuff. 
So I don't like this millennial neocon thing. Like, unless you're an anti-Zionist, I just have no interest in you as an individual or a political leader. Anti-Zionist. How do you define that? I don't know. You think that we should uh, not give any foreign aid to Israel, like ever at all? Yeah, I mean, probably don't think that they should be living on the land that they're living on. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, to me, there's a big difference between saying, like, what do we owe? Do we have an obligation to uphold the state? I don't think necessarily, but I, I'm not going to get That's on board. Fine. With, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm not going to get yeah. on board with people who are in favor of destruction of the state or something like that. No, but they can sort it out. Like, we don't need to be giving them any more money. This is insane. Yeah, I agree. If they're a we sovereign have our own financial if, problem, if they're a sovereign, they're a sovereign state, nation. be a sovereign state. Yeah, I, I, I can get on board with that sort of thinking. But I kind of feel like, you know, if she were to answer any of those questions honestly, we're just creating a new generation of neocons take their place and a neocon is as worthless to me as somebody that's far left hmm. that's all i got over on Streamlabs. i think let me refresh just to be sure um let's see yeah we're good on Streamlabs. do we have a few on youtube or should we, we sure do okay uh, we should get back to callers soon but let's take a couple okay uh better call hall llc finished my concealed carry class today uh for the communist state of maryland very difficult to get however i encourage anyone who owns a business to do so we'll have to wait three months for approval well it's God. not a great three months to wait but hopefully the boog will hold off let's see wh- how many months is the election is what 117 days it's less than yeah. three months out now it's november 8th so uh, get your narwhal tusk ready <laughs> have a backup plan Shaniqua Stunning and Brave, thanks so much for bringing attention to the Melbourne situation on Sunday's show. We really appreciate it. Also, Blonde, why can't you breastfeed on camera? We promise to only look at your teeth. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't want to see my boobs right now. Anyway, uh, Eric Burns Marsh. <laughs> now everyone's going after teeth after that lady on Sunday. Oh, that's right. There's a second teeth I don't know joke what to tell here. you. I'm not even a boob guy and that chick. I, I don't remember what her face looks like or what she said. <laughs> and I'm a, a woman, a straight woman. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Eric Burns Marsh. Blonde, what's your opinion on Miss Laren's second video on men? Matt, what's your take on Tommy's teeth? Did she make a second video? I didn't even see the first one. So I, I don't have a, an opinion on... Uh, she, has, she seems like she has nice, nice teeth from what I can tell. But uh, I don't know. I was looking through her Instagram. You know, she's like, all of my friends are high net worth individuals. They're all good looking and we can't. I was looking through her Instagram and just like every other hot chick on the planet, she has one fat friend in like every picture. It's like, yeah, like you, you <laughs> want to tell me all your friends. Yeah. Yeah, really? It's like you're the, <laughs> the fat standard. Um, I don't know. I mean, she seems like she's high maintenance and men don't care about your career or your intellect. Let's be real. Hmm. So that's her problem. Cody J. Um, one of the Reds broadcasters, Tom Brenneman, said one of the fag capitals of the world on a hot mic, hilarious <laughs> clip. Hope he doesn't get canceled. Oh, that guy's Oh, he's done, but I got to look that up. That's so funny. Oh, that poor dude. <laughs> the name sounds familiar. I must have heard. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I've heard this guy before. Reds broadcaster Tom Brenneman uses anti-gay slur on air. I'm saving this for Sunday because I got to hear it later. <laughs> Deeply ashamed, oh, he says. No, don't apologize. He should have been like, wait, what was he talking about? What city? Uh, well, I could I could play the audio here. You won't be able to hear it, but um, oh. let's see. It's only 24 seconds long. Let's listen to this. Okay. The fag capitals of the world. 
He used to be an NFL. Reds Live, the pregame show presented by Ray St. Clair. <laughs> he used to, the reason I know him is because he used to broadcast NFL games. That's, that's why I know his face and his voice. It's unclear what city he's even talking about. Oh, he's currently announcing a second game of Reds doubleheader against Kansas City. When you hear the audio, he's kind of off the mic. Like, pfft, one of the fag capitals of the world. All right, it's Reds pregame live. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you for oh, that. Oh, that sucks. No, that guy's that guy's toast. Um, let's do a few more. Yeah. Uh, Black Magic. I think it's important that we acknowledge the contributions of other cultures. Mm. Oh, damn, dude. Uh, I can't. I can't read this. <laughs> trying to get us in trouble, man. That's hilarious, <laughs> but I can't read that. Um, I'm sorry. Long Dong John. Um, in more dystopia down under news, the Prime Minister Scott Morrison yesterday announced the upcoming COVID vaccine will be as mandatory as possible. It'll purchase 25 million doses of a UK-made vaccine in advance. Fuck these people. I read some study uh, that said that only 44% of Americans are even willing to consider getting the vaccine. And that made me kind of hopeful. And what percentage of those people who are actually, uh, they're a hard no, but they just say, yeah, or maybe because they feel pressured to in the poll. Yeah. Yeah. And no chance. I'll never do it. Didn't Tim Pool say, like, what's the deal? What's the big deal with everybody? Like, why wouldn't you just get the vaccine? Absolutely not. I, uh, just I give Richard me Spencer coronavirus. Say, I'll, I'd yeah, rather I'd, just have coronavirus. I would rather have coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Um, last one for right now is Sersha. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Matt, have you looked at firearms trust? I see trust talk around SBRs a lot. I have an 8.5. 300 blackout upper on the way from PSA got me thinking. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, so the SBR is a short barreled rifle. She's talking about, or is it a she or he? It's a she, right? I can't remember. Search is a female. Name. Um, yeah. uh, it's a, a short barreled rifle upper. And what, when you build a short barreled rifle, you have to register it with the ATF. And I only have one registered SBR. It's registered to me individually, but if you want to have it transferable between a group of people, that's when you would use a trust. So I don't have any firearms registered in a trust. I can't tell you the pro the processes are as far as I understand is identical, but I don't have any experience with that. I can tell you that no matter what you're registering with the ATF, um, particularly I bet in this time I've, I did it last year before everything went crazy. And that took about eight months. I, I sent in the paperwork on the first of the year. I got my tax stamp sometime in August. That's how long it took to just put together my, my rifle legally. So no matter what, uh, you're going to sit on it for a long time, and their demand might be even higher right now. Good luck, though. Let's see. Uh, we got to hop back into calls. Uh, somebody told me to Google Tommy Laren before pictures, and she was always really hot. I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Did she have work done or something? No. I, I don't know. If Furious D is up next. Furious D, you there? That's right. I'm here. What's on your How's mind? Can you hear me? All right? What was that? Yeah, you're good to go uh, if you're set. All right, perfect. Uh, so have you heard about this USPS scandal that's been going on? I have barely followed it because it's so silly. I just don't care. Like this, this seems to me like Russia conspiracy shit, but dumber. It feels like that to me, too, except this is on the level of like chemtrail bullshit. <laughs> okay. but, hey, don't don't it, talk shit anyway. about chemtrails, man. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, um, but 
Because of Trump's fascistic assault on democracy, I am urging Democrat voters to petition their constituencies to bypass the vulnerable USPS, boycott mail-in voting, and instead vote in person. What's that quote from? It's not. I I just made it. Oh, that's your impassioned speech. Okay, I thought you were right. Yes. Okay. But it's just a grand irony to me that like Trump talks about how mail-in voting is very easily abused. And everyone calls him crazy mm-hmm. because the postal service is perfect. And then everyone thinks that he's compromised the postal service. Yeah. Or is trying to. Yeah. And in the topic of voter suppression and voter intimidation and all that sort of stuff, uh, telling people it's unsafe to vote in person is voter suppression. It is voter intimidation. Uh, again, yeah, exactly. it's, it's doing the exact thing you accuse other people of doing. Uh, but this, this, this idea that that we're that we're secretly like dismantling mailboxes and, and all of this nonsense. I mean, the reality of the situation is people use the post office much less frequently than they used to in the past. They just do. I couldn't tell you the last time I used one of those on the street mailbox things to send a letter. I'm sure some people yeah. do. I can't tell you the last time I used one. Almost never. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But anyway, that's all I had to say. Yeah. Is there is there any more? Is there any leg, any kind of uh, any legs to the to the theory at all? I just haven't paid attention to it because it's so silly to me on its face. I just don't care. If there are legs, I cannot find them. They're posting pictures of like piles of mailboxes, (laughs) but it's trivially obvious to anyone who looks into anything that they're getting replaced. But what's weird is that you even have places like Snopes saying oh they're removing post boxes yeah mostly true uh, they're removing post boxes because they're getting replaced but still mostly true but, they, but they're still removing them yeah uh, what's his face uh peter defazio or whoever the oregon congressman is he did an ad or some kind of short video where he chained himself to a post office box and said they're oh, not yeah, they're not that. getting this one like these people are lunatics these people are crazies yeah, uh, Hillary Clinton actually tweeted out a pic- uh, tweeted out a picture of um, some like she was trying to meme on Trump, I think. But <laughs> oh, it's God. like neither neither night nor fascism will stop the post. And I'm like, uh, what? What about FedEx or UPS or the internet? Will that stop the post? Because yeah. it seems like it is doing that pretty effectively. Yeah, so it seems. <laughs> but I guess she's trying to in Trump. She's trying to imply that Trump is somehow compromising the USPS. Yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like a bunch of garbage to me. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anytime. Have a good one. You as well. Bye-bye. Tails is up next. Tails, you're good to go if you're ready. Hi. uh, How are y'all doing, guys? Good. How are you? You're well. What's on your mind? I'm good. Um, well, two hopefully quick things, unless I want to really opine on it. Um, I was listening to y'all talking about that Netflix trailer that came out. Yeah. And I was thinking... I don't know if y'all were paid, a, not paid attention, are aware of like how people were talking about Elvis when he first came onto the scene and like they were talking about like his dance moves were very lewd and lascivious. And sexual, yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering if y'all thought it's po- not maybe possible or if you just had to squint really hard, if in 20 years, that's the same way we'll be looking at like kids twerking versus back then kids uh. dancing too hippie or whatever. Oh, God, I hope not. I mean, yeah, I, I I get the feeling, but at the same time, when I look at Elvis dance, I literally see nothing sexual at all. But supposedly, yeah. 
time, people were just like, oh my God, like this is the end. Like children are degenerating. And so I don't know how seriously to take that, but it's just something I thought. Um, oh, and the other thing was the Tucker Carlson thing I mentioned last time I was on. Um, I sent it to you on Twitter, Matt, but basically uh, sounds like the person that was doing the article on Tucker, oh, yeah. the same thing yeah. Tucker's family happened to him. So Wait, what happened? Yeah, catch us up on the story. Last time we talked about it, it sounded like the doxing was more or less a claim rather than a substantiated thing. Yeah, Tucker claimed that they were going to like release his address. Someone was doing an article about uh-huh. him, and he claimed that. And then apparently the New York Times came out and said that they had already told him that that wasn't going to be the case. So okay. there was a of he said, she said. And then I think two days ago or a day ago, I saw an article from the Washington Post, and it basically said the photographer that was working on that piece about Tucker, apparently people were like beating at his door and trying to break into his house. It Like it sounded hmm. oddly similar to what happened to Tucker's family that time. Yeah. Whenever he was on the air and they were like trying to break in. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. it kind of made me lose a little, I, I like thinking that the right has a moral high ground, but that really kind of, I don't know. Yeah. You got to be careful about that sort of stuff. I mean, like I, like I we were talking about last time, it, if it's shown that someone committed some sort of transgression like that, and then they get the same treatment in response, I'm much less sympathetic. But, but yeah. yeah, if it's just a claim that someone was going to, or someone was thinking about it, or someone had the capability to, you definitely can't respond with the same sort of bad behavior. I, I would not, if that's what happened here, I wouldn't, I wouldn't endorse that sort of thing. Yeah. And I, obviously I'm, like I said, I only just read the one article it was the Washington post, right? So yeah. you should probably take it a little bit with a grain of salt, but it did kind of deflate. Um, and I guess that was pretty much all I wanted to talk. Oh, I guess one last quick thing. If y'all want to opine on this, uh, have y'all ever had a time where you were denied vengeance? Like personally, like you, <laughs> you could feel wanting it, but you felt like the outcome was still just. Hmm. Uh, I, I can't think of anything. Can you? Well, I, I guess um, it's hard to like in, in my personal life where people have have wronged me or slighted me, and uh, I I don't know if this is a surprising or not, but but I do hold grudges. I actually I I don't know if people would think oh, that yeah. about me or not. Me too. But I definitely do. Uh, that said, I'm not really the sort of person who's going to seek vengeance, no matter no matter how passionately I may think about it in my head. I'm more inclined just to walk away when people do something wrong to me rather than try to go even the scales later. So there've been plenty of times where people have done screwed up stuff to me and I just, I just erase those people from my life. I don't actually go meddle with their lives. I, I can think of a lot of examples like that. I don't know if that's denied vengeance. That's me choosing to leave rather than go after them. But, but yeah, plenty of times that sort of thing has happened. Yeah, I I guess I was asking more in the context of like if there is a distinction really between vengeance and justice because it always mm. feels like people things th- think things are unjust when they feel like they don't get the vengeance. You know what I mean? Like if you feel like if you were watching the Kavanaugh case and you felt like he was really getting raked over the coals for no good reason yeah. and like he ended up not getting that uh, Supreme Court position, I feel like a bunch of people would feel like it's unjust. But simultaneously, what they would kind of be saying is they were, den- they, you know, that were, that feeling of this is unjust seems very similar to being denied vengeance. That's a, or wanting, that's a pretty, know? that's a pretty deep question. I probably have to punt on right now. And f- just in the interest of time, what is the difference between vengeance and justice? I don't know that I have a clean answer for that right now. 
but uh, but I'll yeah, I'll pass it back yeah. to you if you feel like you do. Do you feel like? No, I was just thinking about it because it people when I talk to people, especially on the right wing, it seems like there's a distinction there, but it doesn't feel like it's always very clean or clear. Like it feels like it's more just whatever you can get enough people to agree with you on. So if it's just me, then it's vengeance. But if a bunch of people agree with me, then it's justice. I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, the, my seems, first but... instinct is to go to process on that too. Justice is typically achieved through a process. That's not to say it justice can't be achieved through, you know, someone g- going after a guy who's wronged you. Vengeance to me seems much more informal and like taking up, taken upon a person taking it upon himself to exact that. A sort of response but I, I don't know i'd have to think about it man i appreciate the question yeah, yeah no and i appreciate y'all's time y'all yeah. have a good night thanks you as well bye bye i don't know that's i'll have to think about that one i guess i've never thought about those two terms and what the what the specific what the difference would yeah. be let's see uh dr- i don't even know if i can pronounce this name dret drachen rain drachen rain <laughs> Mr. Rain will let you go if you can get that mic unmuted. Uh, after that is Sishol. You there, Mr. Rain? Yes. Hey, how's it going? How do I pronounce your name? Sorry about that. Uh, Drakenrain. Drakenrain. All right. Drakenrain. So I think it's German, actually. Looks I'm not like even it. sure. Yeah. What's on your mind? Uh, wow, it's totally crazy to talk to you guys. <laughs> well, thanks for calling. <laughs> Uh, so first off, congrats blonde on the baby and shout outs to Dave Smith. I know you get uh, a lot of hits on that. Um, he's probably my favorite show and you guys are my second favorite. What? Get out of here. How dare you? Yeah, sorry. I'll take it. Uh, and shout out to Viva Fry as well. I know you get a lot of talk on that. Um, man, I didn't expect to get in here. Okay. Uh, do you guys remember that stupid, like, uh, YouTube radicalization web oh, or whatever? Oh, yeah. how could I, I forget? I need yeah, vengeance so... against, um, what's her, what's her face? Who's the stupid author of that? Becca Lewis. Becca Lewis. How could I forget? Yeah. I need vengeance against her. Becca I know, that's like old news, <laughs> okay. but I started thinking about that again and I was like, man, that does make sense, but like backwards for me. So, like, I started watching, like, Alex Jones and Milo yeah. and stuff back really? in, like, 2015. Huh. Yeah. And it was, like, the whole Trump thing. I used to be pretty, like, right-wing, I guess. Just general, you know, like George Bush, legitic right-wing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't even know how I started listening to Alex Jones. I'm sure somebody told me that it was, like, you know, oh, that's not what they want you to hear or whatever. Yeah. You know, some probably someone more left-wing than me at the time told me about alex jones so i started listening to that and then it was like milo and sargon and like lauren southern and then youtube just led me into like tim pool and crowder and like you guys well it does and then you open fire in a synagogue right <laughs> <laughs> no, he, right. it's like, he's it's, actually the guy it, who stabbed that black guy on the street in New York. That's still your fault. It was fault. a machete. Oh, okay. he, he slashed him. Yeah. I have had, I actually feel guilty about that still. That's I all your fault. Never forget. Uh, <laughs> no, that's interesting. Like, it, especially now, like I was bitching on Twitter today because I was watching through, I was just sitting around getting some stuff done and watching through all my, my YouTube channels. And of course, you know, the recommendation algorithm is so screwed. 
that if I'm like, I was watching sticks videos at the time and what, what comes up, not the next sticks video. No, it's John legend performing for Joe Biden's convention. That that's what comes up next. (laughs) And I I, I don't get recommended anything anymore except for Tim pools, like Tim cast thing. That is literally the only recommendation. I get tons of Tim, Tim pool recommendations and almost exclusively Joe Rogan episodes. Like it will yes. always push yeah. me to Joe Rogan episodes, and it yes, makes every, every time I, ha- I I go into a next ep- another episode, it's a Joe Rogan. Yes. episode. that's true. And it makes me feel bad because you know as a general appreciator of Joe's work, it it like it makes me feel um like a, uh, it makes me be annoyed with Joe's channel because of how yeah. much it's pushing me to it. And it's yeah. not even his fault. I know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but the reason that I was thinking about this recently is that. So Stefan Molyneux got banned. Yeah. And, you know, a little bit before that, I think what Soph got banned or whatever. That's and right. it's like yeah. it's forced me to go off of YouTube and start going to other websites and finding these videos. For the first time in probably four years, I listened to Alex Jones yesterday and I started looking into Soph videos today. Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, it's just what do they want out of it? Like, I, <laughs> they're not retarded, right? Like, they have to understand what this does like they have to know like if i'm a fan of these people i'm gonna just go somewhere else i yeah i don't understand the the idea behind banning these people that i mean especially molyneux i i don't even understand what they think that he might have done but <laughs> like i i think I, it was his racial um the the iq race and iq thing but he's, but he's that was like, so long he's ago. held those views yeah. for so long yeah. Like that, that is not a new development. They just decide to swing the axe one day. It's like yeah. I can almost understand the what was it like Twitter banning or was it it was Patreon banning like Lauren Southern for like activities outside Those were the like days. manifest look, observable I, behavior. Yeah, yeah, I can almost understand. Like, sure, you don't want to support that, so you guys just decide to ban them off something that has yeah. nothing to do with that. Yeah. But like. It, when it gets to just banning people for saying stuff, I I, just, I don't understand. I literally cannot comprehend how stupid you have to be to think that right. that's going to make things better. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I don't know. Hmm. These people just want to police everybody. Well, they want it's, it's everybody not, yeah, to just it's, become it's, good. It's not going to get any better under Susan's reign, man. And uh, not only are they doing all that crap, but they're changing up all the technical aspects of YouTube behind the scenes. So it's becoming it's just becoming tougher to use just from a technical perspective. In addition to being ideological policemen, the whole platform is in much worse shape than it was, uh, I would say, in its heyday of like roughly five years ago, like 2015 or so was about peak YouTube in terms to be so fun. Yes. Yeah. They're they're quickly removing the fun factor and they're making it. I don't feel so bad for, I mean, I do like the people like the Molyneux and, and, and um, people who've been banned and wronged by YouTube. Yes, I feel bad. It is wrong. But to your point, they've, they kind of have a critical mass that they can survive. That doesn't mean that it's right, but they can make it through who I feel the worst for are the people who are, who have talent and are, and are trying to start something out today because it's why bother it's like, why would you try to start though? Yeah. But that's the thing yeah. is the next talented person who really should rise on merit really can't and won't because it's like banging your head against a brick wall in Susan's world. You it it's extremely difficult, almost impossible to start fresh right now. And that just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um I guess the last thing I'll say is um 
at least the whole Joe Rogan thing, as much as a, I don't know, normie Joe Rogan is. I mean, I guess that that is kind of part of it is to say, I guess it's sort of a white pill that he's moving to what is it, Spotify yeah. or whatever. I mean, where are they going to yeah, force him? So much I, money and Spotify's just sure. as bad. But at least it's di- diversification, and it's not everybody's That's just true. stuck on YouTube. It and will force now, competition. If, yeah, right. If mainstream people like Joe Rogan are going to move platforms, that's got to say something. If not, change other people's perspective maybe youtube's gonna be like you know what yeah <laughs> something's wrong here sure. we we did something stupid well thank so, you for the thoughts man much appreciated yeah have a good um, you guys uh have a good night you yeah. as well thanks a lot okay let's uh take a quick break candy mac over on Streamlabs lab says i'm shocked how the media gaslights every single day i've had to back away and watch some movies and make some t- uh, and makeup tutorials, anything but politics this week. Also, yeah. still getting overtime like crazy, so banking some money if it's uh, oh, if it's even with anything in a year. I that's the last <laughs> week was so refreshing to me too, and I'm glad to hear you got some time away, or at least are putting your mind elsewhere for a moment, Candy Mac. Because yeah, I mean, even for me, just last week not being on the internet for a few days and not knowing what's going on in the world was uh, very refreshing. I'd encourage everybody to do that. Provided Every your, once in a while your, just to recharge. Yeah, and... provided your job allows you to just take time to get away from that stuff and appreciate life immediately around you. That's all we got um, on uh, Streamlabs. We have Jabu Yu uh, says, when the grocery retail clerks get deputized to enforce inconsistent mask <laughs> edicts, uh, did any of them get a raise, a promotion, a badge? Uh, no, surely not. They're just doing this of their own accord for the most part. Yeah, it does piss me off that we've basically made uh, Walmart greeters or Target greeters, like you talked about, l- law enforcement personnel. Law enforcement, right. Yeah. Um, Kirsten S. Blonde, have you ever seen Kellyanne Conway's daughter's TikToks? What would you do if your daughter ever acted so disrespectfully and degenerate? I often think about that because, you know, I just spend hours a day just staring into her beautiful face and I'm like, Please don't, please don't disappoint me in that way. Oh, I thought you were talking about Kellyanne Conway's daughter. You're talking about your daughter. No, I've seen those TikToks. I'm talking about my daughter, (laughs) but you know, the the question was, what would you do if your daughter ever acted so disrespectfully? Like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I would lose my god. I don't even know what the TikToks are. What's the, what's the summary? Her daughter is such a terrible little whore. How old? She's 15. And what's she doing? I don't know. She's like pretty slutty. And then she's just constantly talking shit about her mom being like a stooge for Trump and making political statements. And then on Twitter, she's always licking AOC's butthole and asking for internships and stuff. It's really bad. Yeah. I don't know. I'd imagine she's going to um, rebel a little bit, but she can't experiment with liberalism, which is why I'm going to raise her to get married when she's 18. Don't you worry, though, that being too heavy handed will cause the child to rebel? That's what I'll be worried about. Yeah, but she's also growing up in a community where she'll want to fit in. Hmm. You don't want to be the only you want to rebel against your parents a little bit, but you don't want to be the only feminist in town. You know, that's true, I suppose. Yeah, a lot depends on what's quote unquote cool in your community. Yeah. 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 None of this like finding myself in Europe stuff. (laughs) Married to you, a local all you find is AGT. herpes in Europe when you do that. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Totally. Um, Hitman R15. I know Blonde hates the idea of women in power. I do. 
but I'd like to see a Christy Noman, Dan Crenshaw ticket 2024. You get out of here. Replace Dan Crenshaw with anybody else. I 100% would vote for Christy Noem though, in a, in a hard so I. Yeah. Uh, she's keeping it tight too. The more she talks, the more I like her, which is a rare thing for a man to say about a woman. That's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I like her Crenshaw. Um, and to be fair to Crenshaw, I mean, he, there's a lot I appreciate about him. I do have a lot of questions about some of the things he said about red flag laws. I do have a lot of questions about his general philosophy about uh, America's role in the world and whether or not we should be world policemen type stuff. I, I, I still like if he was president or vice president, I'm not going to freak out, but I, I, I think um, uh, like Christy, no, I should be fair though. Christy, no, I don't know much about her either other than what she said about coronavirus and how she's managed her state through coronavirus. And I very much appreciate yeah. that. So uh, maybe yeah, she has similar know. beliefs on the international in the international world that Crenshaw does for all I know. I don't know. For every Christy Nome, though, you know, you've got 50 Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes. Probably. Probably accurate. So uh, is it worth it? I don't know. But if one Ann Coulter, uh, you know, gets us out of the Middle East or something like Gnome that. Gnome Coulter, yeah. Gnome Coulter, yeah. How about that ticket? There's an all-female ticket that I could get on board <laughs> for. Ann Coulter sub um, Christy Nome. Uh, I guess let's do one more. Um, Dying Light of the West. I, I like that name, but it also makes me really depressed. Uh, the junior hoodlums who roamed their streets were symptoms of a greater sickness. Their citizens, all of them counted as such, glorified their mythology of rights and lost track of their duties. No nation so constituted can endure Heinlein. Um, ugh. Is that where we are? Is- I am not going to be niggardly. Thanks for supporting the show. I, I'm not familiar with the context of the quote. Glorified the mythology of rights and lost track of their duties. What worries me about that phrasing is you, you start to enter the territory of, um, you know, that your obligation to the to the greater good is of higher priority than individual rights. And I don't know if that's what the author means. Um, I, I fundamentally disagree with that with that perspective, though. And I'd have to I'd have to see it more in context. But why? Because individual rights are the highest moral good. There is there is nothing on the moral hierarchy higher than the individual rights than than uh, or than individual rights. The greater the quote unquote greater good. What is the greater good and who defines it? God. Okay. What what is that? I don't know. I mean, some people would think that the the country matters more than than the individual. Why else would you ever fight in a war? Country matters more. I mean. What if your country abuses everyone's individual rights? That that's fine right. if it's in pursuit of the greater good. No, uh, I yeah. mean you have to choose whether or not you would sacrifice that for your country. But I mean, clearly, some people that die in war think that their individual rights matter less than the sovereignty of their nation. Potentially, but that's uh, that should be a choice too. I don't think that. Yeah, I mean that's why the draft is stupid. Yeah, I, I would oppose it generally. Um, but uh, the, uh, I, I, I would be confused in that philosophy. Where is the God defined greater good? Where, what is the source of that? Where do we find that? I mean, we talk about natural rights all the time. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Those are natural rights are individual rights. Yeah. But I think that there's an element of the collective that, that we miss out on when we have such a focus on individual rights. And then I think that, uh, family cohesion also outranks individualism. Although they're not really at odds, are they? I suppose. Well, I, 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 that's the other thing I would say is I don't know that um, 
again, I don't know the context of this quote, but but rights and, and duties are not necessarily mutually exclusive things mutually either. It's not as though you choose one or the other. Uh, yeah. I just I just what I'm wary of is saying I can violate that guy's rights in pursuit of the greater good, in pursuit of uh, in pursuit of duties that we've identified. And, and there are no moral. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, as a society, we do better when we um, focus on individual rights and that makes a society as a whole better. But there are values that are greater than individual rights. I, I don't necessarily, I'd, I'd have to hear one. What's the value that's greater than individual rights? Uh, what if you had engaged in a collective, you had voluntarily engaged in a collective, but like that's a the, nation? That's the key, voluntarily. Voluntarily, right. Yeah. I mean, so would you say that? Even if you voluntarily engaged in like a in, in in some sort of collective and you valued the collective, you chose to value the collective more. Sure. That's still your individual but the, rights. But that's the point: the is you're saying that the individual's consent is the moral key in that framework. You yeah, you have to consent. Yeah. Yeah, but then we're on the same page. I mean, yeah. what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, would would you have a right to kidnap someone into that greater good against their will? Of course not. No. But that yeah, that would that would be the point. Then the individual right is of the highest order. But people still would sacrifice their individual rights to protect the collective. Yes. I guess they would still be yeah, choosing. To but do that. but that's yeah, it's a it's a consensual arrangement. That's the key. The important thing that we're agreeing on is that the draft is stupid. <laughs> well, I, I don't um, necessarily want a draft to come back. That's for sure. I know. Okay, uh, let's do one more, and then because I'm afraid that the baby's going to start crying soon. Quantum football blonde still hasn't answered about whether or not Brittany Selmer is pregnant. I don't remember anybody asking me about that. But when I was trying to get pregnant, um, it was really fucking annoying when everybody was like, where's your baby? Where are your white <laughs> babies? Blah, blah, blah. You've been married for X numbers and blah, 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 blah. So like, she's a dear friend of mine and I never ask her any questions about this because it's none of my business. Sure. So everybody else should not be asking anybody any questions about this. Um, you know, trying to conceive and, and everything like that. Who knows? Maybe she already has a kid. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. You would know uh, better than I would. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just nobody's it's nobody's business. So. We're good to hop into callers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sash, I'm sure I've been told how to pronounce this before. Uh, maybe I'll need a refresher, though. Saishol, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's on your mind? Um, space. <laughs> called a lot of money. But this time I have three different topics you can choose from. Okay. Uh, one would be Star Trek economics. Um, the vision, vision, driving visions behind SpaceX and Blue Origins, or um, the case for billionaires. The case for billionaires. Case for billionaires. Yes. Good uh, that one. Why we need billionaires? <laughs> uh, well, you probably won't have to convince me much, but yeah. I, I do think that's an interesting topic. So I'll go with that. Okay. So this this came up from a discussion with someone who talked about like communism, but it's. To get to something like that we all want, where we want everyone to have every resource that they, they can possibly ever need, mm-hmm. we have to get to a post-scarcity society. We have to get to the point where we don't have to worry about anything because there's so much, we can easily produce it all. And the only way to get those resources is to mine space. Okay. To go to the moon, to go to the asteroid belt, yeah. bring in the solar system's resources. And no government, no good government will have funding good good funding for long-term projects like it would take to colonize space and bring those resources back to earth so you need people like 
Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Billionaires yeah, with vision. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I want a replicator that... in my house, though. Give me a replicator now in my house. That would be amazing. <laughs> you know, don't be... laugh. You don't know what I'm talking about. I, 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 I know hating. what this is because you've explained it before. This is the thing that can just make stuff out of nothing. You just, Whoa, yeah. look at that. That's how you get your post-scarcity society. But I also don't want to live in a post-scarcity. I, <laughs> I don't want to live in a post-scarcity society. Um, we've seen it with with food. Look at how fat and lazy everybody is. It's like, mm. do we really want to live in a society without scarcity? Like, would that make society well, better? I don't know. I think you'd end up more with some. Have you, if you guys have seen or read The Expanse, um, you'd probably end up with something more like what happened in that show or or in the book series, really. Nope. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know it, unfortunately. Well. And in, in the TV show, they get they started mining. They they got out the asteroid belt. They started they colonized Mars or terraforming in the show. And then, but on Earth, they end up creating something called basic, which is universal basic income for anyone on Earth, essentially. Hmm. And you can either work or you can live off that. If you work, you can make more money. But and then the people on the asteroid belt are the ones that are dying to get those resources. <laughs> it create it's it's the, a social economic. That sounds like commie nonsense. <laughs> well, it, it's it's kind of an interesting take on how the future could play out. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I, in, that is that is the irony, I think, of a lot of uh, socialist, communist, progressive, whatever term they want to use uh, worldview. Even if you buy into it, you do need people of fantastic wealth to be able to cover and pay for all of the uh, fantastic services you want to provide. There's just no way around that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, Thanks uh, for the nerd out. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. Have, have a good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. You too. But uh, Let's see. If I can... Uh, we got a few more minutes and not a ton of callers, so if I can really do a kind of lightning round thing here, maybe we can get through most, if not all. Uh, Corvinus, um, you're up next, but I don't see you, so if you're still hanging around, hop in the waiting room. After that, we got Batman. Batman, you there? Yes, I am. How are you tonight? Doing all right. What's on your mind? <laughs> Thanks for cleaning up the uh, caller list, by the way. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, no problem. Usually that's um, a dangerous spaces job, right? Yeah, he's, he said he had to be out tonight. He's got better things to do. Can you believe that? Um, sure. her- heretic. <laughs> you know, there's a Home Depot nearby. I can put together a cross on, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right, where was I? Uh, yeah, so your video today was uh, was really really good. Oh well, thanks. Um, and, um, at the risk of returning to the same topic that I return to every single fucking week. Um, <laughs> when do we boog out? The, when uh, do we start? Yeah, yeah, more or less. Um, so Mike Strickland, right, can draw to defend himself yeah. and then be convicted on 14 counts. Yeah, right. And we we um your video basically put this in uh put this in with respect to a mob can beat someone in the street and genuinely threaten his life yes um like he looked absolutely dead to me and i was surprised that he survived that um he can they can beat someone in the street and his wife um the perpetrator uh or perpetrators plural because there were more more than one of them are is still at large uh and there does not seem to be any particular rush to find them right they they know his name yeah they could have picked him up you they think he's got friends who know where he is and that sort of thing yeah 
well, not only that, I, th- I think the cops probably know where he is already by this point too, and they're just not doing shit about it. Um, so carrying this to its logical conclusion, if somebody breaks into my home t- uh, tonight while I'm on this show um, and I grab my shotgun and I blow his ass away, uh-huh. uh, he- I will be convicted for his murder in my own home, the- given I'm in New York. Oh, yeah, in New York. New York is governed <laughs> by the yeah, pussies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um you know nothing nothing else would would happen right or but if i had let the guy kill me or or i could potentially go to prison and if i let the guy kill me then you know i i suffer either way yeah so the system has failed particularly in um you know fucking commie ass states like mine well and that's what that's so, what bugs me the most about well, there's a lot of things that bug me about the strickland case but to me Oregon's law I, I don't know what New York's law New York's laws are I, I could assume I guess but I, I don't know them off the top of my head Oregon's laws are not actually that bad you don't have a legal duty to retreat um, if someone is coming at you making a threats uh, making threats or physically pushing you as they were doing to him all you need is a reasonable belief that they're going to do imminent physical harm to you and you are justified yeah. in in doing what he did which is drawing and pointing the law seems pretty clear to me the judges on this well the, the judge at trial didn't seem to agree with that the appellate court judges didn't seem to agree with that and uh so i guess these judges are just going to make up the law as they go but in the in the in the case of what actually happened to him nobody got hurt that's what really drives me nuts about the strickland case the system worked exactly as it should lawless mob threatening the guy he draws his glock points at them after retreating the better part of a block just says get the hell away from me points a gun at them guess what they all fucked off and nobody got hurt who but that's not the system that's the civilians yeah that's the instigating factor the system then came for him and illegally and made him a victim um, he already was a victim uh prior to that but his victimization had been stopped by him taking his own self-defense into his own hands. And then the system came for him instead. So the system has now failed. The laws do not matter. Whoever enforces the laws have all the power and they choose who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in any scenario. Yeah. Well that, and I, I I mentioned I was listening to sticks earlier today and he was saying the same thing about the city of Portland. Um, The second that governments fail in their only purpose, which is defending the rights of the people, they become illegitimate. And I don't think anyone would say that the government of Portland, Oregon is legitimate. It doesn't ever defend the rights of the people there. It selectively picks people it likes to be abusers and it never defends uh, law abiding people. Yeah. So, so I see, I see where you're going with this. All right. All right. Next step. Next step. You know exactly where I'm taking this. defensively it is defensively though i mean i joke but it is is. yeah it is defensive because they 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 are actively victimizing people now and they are and they are um to take that a step further they are endorsing the folks the ostensibly civilian but i would argue um technically endorsed terrorism um arm of um of their own party there so would you consider it um, a proper move at this point if the citizens of Portland got together, armed themselves with more guns than the Navy, and um, threw Hell Wheeler out yeah. of his 
and threw Wheeler out of the second story window. Second, don't want to kill um, him. Just defensive. a couple of broken legs would be all right. The, you don't want to kill him? The extrajudicial. Well, okay. Uh, I said that for your sake, Blonde. Okay, every, please make sure the Susans <laughs> are out of the room. Please S, put, go have them go tend to something else. Um, seriously speaking, uh, if you're asking me, um, I would not be in favor of of the sort of mob violent ven- uh, mob violence vengeance that you're describing. But to the extent that that um, that this government is not fulfilling its purpose, which is again fundamentally defending the rights of the people, I would have no problem with the people removing him from office. I, I have no problem with that all right, at and- all. And how would they do that? In the, in, well, in the way you're in the way you're describing, I think without the uh, let's do it without the the building toss, though. Let's not go full Islamic State on this one. Okay, okay but we okay, have okay, no right, recourse. We have no recourse uh, in in other ways. We're we're talking about a situation where we have we don't have any rights, which we really don't. This is all a farce. Um, you know, you, can, you we're not able to vote people out. They're still uh, enacting just sweeping there's just nothing we can do i mean when does that happen well that's a that's a good question it happens when uh, the organization happens i mean i'm not saying that i need to go into uh into portland and and impose that sort of thing upon those people but i mean even you look at the short clips of of what it's like downtown there the whole place is boarded up i, I don't understand yeah, it's crazy yeah i don't understand how much more of this people can endure people at can what take. point is it no longer a choice it is just a matter of survival I mean, I it already is that we're there yeah. Yeah. we're already there yeah so, uh, so the fa- you'd have to ask portland citizens i don't know if that let's put it this way if that shit is happening in bozeman if the downtown is all boarded up and people are being brutally beaten on the streets with no absolutely no serious effort to bring the perpetrators to justice and someone's out here organizing hey um since the government is not defending rights and bringing uh criminals to justice we have a militia organized to start doing that uh yeah Yeah. sign me up i'm joining yeah okay all right fair enough so i suppose we are um we are sort of in a in a localized way entering um entering boogaloo territory then oh i i mean we're we're there those places yeah i i don't feel like it's at that point where I live, you know, we're nationwide. St- yeah. Yeah. We're still talking about mask bullshit here, which I agree is crap, but you know, I don't think people are going to be organizing militias over it necessarily. Well, I kind of think it's really important. I, th- I think it's really important to focus on those issues though, because that's, I mean, it's one more rung up the ladder. Yeah. I mean, cause that's what, that's what Portland. Portland was, yeah. Portland, Portland is just a little just bit further little down the ago. trail than the rest of the country. That's right. Yeah. Well, are we, so, are we still live as Susan? Susan taking us. <laughs> Thank you, man. I I'm appreciate sorry. it. I mean, yeah, we're going to watch. You're going to get the answer to your question very quick. I mean, yeah. you're going to watch Hopefully, it. Hopefully if people so. have a will to fight, which it's becoming increasingly apparent that they may not. People of Portland is, probably think this is awesome. They're like, oh, I have no money and I lost my job in my small business, but at least uh, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, really. Um, I, I know people who are moving there now, like moving out of where they are to go there. Retards. What? Why? Because they're leftists it or something? Blows. Uh, you know, I don't even know. They're they're not um, terribly outspoken about that kind of thing. But uh, I just you know got a social media announcement. Hey, we're all moving. We're we're moving to Portland now. And I'm thinking to myself, what? From well, New York? Um, they live where you I'll, live? I'll, no, they they were in um, California at the time, so oh, okay. not really a okay. huge step down, but yeah. a step down nonetheless. Um, 
And uh, I, I was, I remember thinking to myself, uh, I, I will attend your funeral. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> you'll have, you'll take the actual Oregon trail to get out to that funeral the way we're headed. Now. Yeah, really. They'll be getting beat to death and they'll be like, thank you, sir. Can I have another? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, there's a, at least, we we got to let you go, beat. but last word if you want it. Oh, sure. I'm going to um, give the last word over to uh, Red Falcor, who says, um, as a native Portlander, um, the commie Portland shit sucks, um, but it's sort of, well, let's see, tell Blonde I've been eating much more meat and feeling much better, and that Matt, and tell Matt that his reporting on my beautiful hometown of Portland, Oregon <laughs> is absolutely heartbreaking, and that it's time for conservatives to stop being cowards and hiding in the shadows. Sure. So... I didn't know he was from more or there. less in line. What about I? And, and um, I'm not, I'm not from there, but I had my four year experience, and yeah, I, like I have an emotional attachment to that city too. It sucks to watch. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I will. Um, I'll get out of your hair. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good night. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know I said I was going to be quick, but that one really interested me. So you know. <laughs> so one more call. Yeah, probably. we could probably do. We one. have tons of questions. We do have two weeks worth of email questions. That's right. Mm-hmm. Icos, you there? What's going on? We're hey. going to give you a last word tonight. What's on your mind? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, all right. I'm here to make oh, actually, a bet. Corvi- Corvinus did just join. So we maybe own one call after this. Okay. But sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Okay. I'm here, here to make a bet. Okay. Ten, $10 says that paying rent is declared white culture before the year is done. <laughs> I'm not taking that bet. Uh, I think that's no? likely. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. They've already come for knitting. I, I think that I'm oh, not going to take that. Anything's, yeah. yeah, anything's on the table. Okay. Do you think it'll it'll be played up like the white thing, or do you think that they're just going to start like mask off communisting? Because like that's I've already started that. You know, seeing that a little bit. Uh, what do you, uh, What do you mean by that? Explain what's as in like cancel rent, uh, oh, sure. remove landlords, rent strike. You know just all these things are, are starting to like pick up steam amongst the, you know, that side. So I'm just wondering like which direction they're going to, they're going to take it. I mean, you know, aren't they kind of like, right though? Isn't, aren't, isn't paying rent and bills kind of a white person thing to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the thing. It's like, God. if white people do it, then it's white culture. I don't know. Yeah. Like being orderly is now white culture. Well, remember that that whole graphic from the museum in D.C. where they they said things like all of these objective goods were labeled uh, assumptions of whiteness or something. That's like right. that. <laughs> uh-huh. Being it's like on general prosperity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which I mean, which kindness. Yeah, that is kind of a thing. Like it's it's a notorious thing that other places around the world are like never on time. And it's, you know, like it hampers their progress. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's being twisted as no, 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 this isn't like this, this is just, this is just how this culture understands thing. Yeah. There's no objective good or bad. It's just, uh, it's all relative. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. Uh, There's, it's certainly, uh, we've seen it in a lot of cities. I don't know. That's one thing that's kind of annoying about even a lot of the proposed federal relief. It's, it's relief for, um, in many cases, renters or, or people who, uh, borrowed money to buy a home or whatever, but it, 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 for an economy to be healthy, landlords 
have to be healthy. Lenders have to be healthy. It's not just monopoly yeah. men who can absorb any loss. Everybody has to make a buck and feed a family. And when we start taking care of certain, like when we start taking care of one party to a transaction, but not the other and thinking that's going to make everything fine. It doesn't make everything fine. It, uh, like everything the government meddles in, it pretty much makes everything worse. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you have to remember that all these, you know, all these relief packages and everything like that, it's just monopoly money. Like it's, you know, it's not, it's not anything real. And what it's doing is it's just completely devaluing the actual savings of, you know, of, of any of us who have been able to, or have, who have been, you know, conscious enough to save money. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, but it also absolutely. it also uh, whatever devalues the debt. Well, who's yeah. the you know who's the one that's holding all the debt? You know who's or who's the one who's in all the debt? Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's all like it's all it's all just kind of a spiral. For it's sure, all a spiral downwards. Well, thank you for and, the thoughts, man. Uh, when they when the news comes well, out, when when you see the news piece about uh, about rent being a white structure. Uh, you can, I will you can call back in send me an email and we'll update the story. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Cool. Have a good night. You as well. Uh, Corvinus had tried to call in earlier, so we'll give Corvinus last word quickly before we move into the questions. You there, Corvinus? All right. Uh, we will let him hang out. And uh, Corvinus, if you can hear me, just chime in at any point when we're reading the questions and we'll let you have a word or two. Uh, other than that, thanks for calling tonight, guys. Uh, oh, there we go. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Is the audio about the right level? I can't tell. Yeah, you're, you're good. What's on your mind? Um, well, last call-in show, you talked about something that I thought was interesting, but I might be the only one. You've been talking about constitutional issues um, repeatedly this evening. So I'll give you the choice. You can talk about um, whether you can think about things for which you don't have words or American about constitutional. Uh, ooh, I, those are both highly interesting to me. So I'm going to punt to Blonde. Uh, I don't care. Take, take your pick, man. Whatever you think is most interesting. The words one, I guess. Yeah. Okay, we can go with that. So if people if people can't remember okay. or didn't hear the last show, there was a the context was um, there was a, a chatter or a caller that was talking about the manipulation of language and how that influences how we think. And we've also had this ongoing discussion of the amount of words in a language and how that helps to refine thinking or really specify yeah. concepts or thoughts. And we were wondering because we see so much language manipulation change of definition of words certain words are banned because they're problems and if you reduce the amount of words that you have or change the meanings such that there are no words for certain concepts that we used to have can you properly think of those concepts anymore that is to say if can you remove words or change the meaning of words to effectively erase concepts in the human mind that's the context that we're talking about, which I thought was. So is that the question? Well, uh, he has more to add to that. I just wanted to provide the context for the listener who may have missed it. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I remember from a linguistics class I had in college, that would be called the Sapper-Whorf hypothesis. 
um, the idea that you can't really think, you can't make distinctions and you can't discuss, you can't separate things into categories without <clears throat> without the vocabulary and syntax mm -hmm. in the language that would let you do that. And whenever they tested that, they found that they couldn't establish it at all. And they... Um, couldn't establish I, what? But I was wondering. Can you clarify that just a little bit? Couldn't they establish tried what? To well, it's... In science, you try to establish a theory by disproving the null hypothesis. Sure. And they were never able to do that for Sapper Wharf. Basically, they, um, they couldn't establish that people had any trouble thinking about things for which they didn't have words. Interesting. They, they tried from various directions. Um, however, this keeps coming up. People have reintroduced the concept. And I'm wondering if, see, this was my question. I was wondering if the fact that you both seemed to agree that it was very hard um, to think of things with, that, for which you don't have words, yeah. if that meant you were both highly verbal people, that is, um, you process things primarily in language, and you have, that would mean, I don't know, that you're probably very fluid with language, that kind of thing. I don't know. I guess I hadn't yeah. thought about different ways to think about things, but um, I, I would ask verbal as opposed to what are the other forms of thinking that, that maybe someone who could, who could think of these nebulous concepts without words for them, what sort of thinking would they be doing? Like image-based or uh, if they're not thinking in terms of words, what, what are they thinking in terms of? It must be image-based. Well, um, different. Uh, from what I've seen, it comes from different. Um, you can use images or um, sort of a kinesthetic sense mm. uh, position, sort of like proprioception. You know, you know where your hand is when your eyes are closed, and you know how things are about something. Um, in your head without being able to describe it with words okay and that can be used to create logical sequences um it comes up a lot in stem fields where um people who've been working on a problem meet for the first time and they knock out a jargon because they've been working with concepts that they've never attached words to yeah and so they don't care what the word is. They just, they get a, and you, you'll see them talking with their hands and, you know, talking about, you know, oh, it's that thing. And after a while they attach a word to it so they can talk about it. Yeah. But they've been working with that concept. And um, I know that, um, well, I know that I don't think in language at all, but I don't know how to describe that. So. Sure. Yeah. And I guess this is um, what, to, to wrap this up, this is, what worries me about all of this is is in the political context, it's not that you can't think of things for which you have no words. It's just that it's high-level mental labor to do it. And for the average person who's concerned with, rightfully concerned, I don't say that dismissively, rightfully concerned with just going about your day, going to work, taking care of your family, yeah. you're not sitting down and thinking in this labored way 
uh, about concepts that there aren't even words for. And that's what worries me about kind of this propaganda stuff or just the political effort to change the meaning of words or remove words. Most people just don't have time to do the sort of high level thinking that you're talking about. And you can, you can, well, it's you, not you can kind of, high, you don't erase concepts. You just make them difficult to, to think about. Well, they make specifically, they make it difficult to talk about. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um, that's why people had to construct jargons in order to talk about them when they actually meet to talk. Yeah. And the, if you, if you eliminate the words that actually makes it easier because then people will create new ones. But the thing that I've been wondering about watching these games people are playing with language is that they keep shifting the meanings of the words so that it's very hard to attach anything and have it keep it attached. Yeah, that so you too. can't you can't talk about it because nobody knows what the other person is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to wrap this up, but thank you for the uh, thoughts, man. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Okay, that'll be that'll do it on callers tonight. Thanks uh, to all our callers, and thanks to uh, those of you who are patient. If you're um uh or or you know didn't uh, didn't get in this time, sorry about that. But uh, we do the best we can, of course. And if you're having trouble getting into the uh, to the show, or you'd like to participate but you can't do it live, please do send us an email. That's beauty on the beta at gmail Put call in show question in the subject line. We do have two weeks worth of questions tonight, so. I would say we should try to be as rapid fire with these as possible. Uh, so thanks for bearing with us on that, guys. And we'll be as uh, we'll be as quick and concise as we can. We'll start with LC. Uh, something that you hear now and again from the right is that the true purpose of Planned Parenthood is to kill as many black babies as possible. And yet the black population has been one of the left's most reliable voting blocks. It seems inconceivable that the left would do anything to reduce its voting base. How do we square the circle? Hmm. Well, I don't think that they're super long-term thinkers. I don't think that they're thinking about securing the voting base in 18 years. Um, although there's probably some truth to that. I don't know. Uh, I'm not the greatest uh, history of Planned Parenthood mind and all of that. I'd, I'd, it's possible that the aim is not specifically to kill as many as possible, but to just control a population as much as possible. And I don't mean that like population control as in killing people. I mean actually exerting control over people we know that when the state removes the father from the family or makes the, the father expendable you can exert a lot more control over that family when you uh when you when you make the the child itself an expendable uh an expendable thing in the way that planned parenthood does you you can establish a kind of a control mechanism over the family in that way that's probably the way that i would think about this but uh that's true, yeah. But there might be... And then know, they don't need the black voting block as much with um, all of the immigrants. Hmm. Yeah, you just <laughs> you just kill all those babies and then open the borders, and I, I, I don't know. But yeah, there's probably some... Um, there's probably a little bit of inconsistency there that needs to be thought about. I just don't... I don't know that much about Planned Parenthood's op, uh, operation. It's not something I dive into in depth frequently, but uh, but perhaps I should. Uh, JR says, nothing is sacred anymore. How do we function as a society when we're taught from the ground up to trust nothing and nobody? I accept that the legal system is corrupt and needs serious reform, but think it is class-based and not tied to race. Poor often equals in our courts. Uh, poor often equals in our courts, regardless of color. 
Am I reading uh, this? I, I, yeah, maybe there's just a typo. I think he's saying that if you're poor, you're at a disadvantage in the courts. But my time in Iraq showed me that anarchy helps nobody. You can't save the damaged ship by burning it to the ground with hotter flames. Do you think we can pull out of this nosedive or are we doomed? Oof. I mean, I think we're doomed. General collapsitarian question. Uh, yep. I think, I think th you have a few different perspectives. You have the, um, you know, the people who want the Titanic to sink as fast as possible. And then I, I tend to want to be one of the, the fiddlers who at least want to celebrate what we had on the way down. In general, I think everybody's in agreement that it's going to get worse before it gets better. I don't think anybody thinks that there's a, a positive trajectory here. Uh, but I, uh, to me, I, I I think that um, I just think we have an obligation to keep fighting for everything that we believe in until the very end to the collapsitarian point, though. It's not that the collapsitarians want the collapse for the sake of collapse. What they want is to build something worthwhile on top of the ruins. I think we all yeah. kind of want that, too. So uh, to, to answer the question, can we pull out of this nosediver? Are we are we doomed? I I really think. uh I think these people are of such destructive intent that they are going to more or less succeed in bringing about significant destruction. I don't see how we share a country long-term with open communists who don't believe in the founding values of this country. I don't see how that uh, maintains over time. So of course I'm hoping for the most peaceful split possible. <laughs> or a, the most peaceful return to the values that built this country possible, whether that's a split or not. Yeah. But these people uh, ha seemingly have no moral considerations with imposing their worldview by force. And I would expect them to continue to do that. Mark says, uh, uh, so New York city is a mess. What do you think New York city in a year will look like? I think New York city, like all cities uh, major cities is going to uh, people who can afford to leave will leave opportunity will decline and then you're going to have as i was saying in the video today it's it's going to go beyond just crime of recreation like ideological mm -hmm. crime larp crime to crime of desperation when there's no opportunity yeah. and no cops you got a family to feed suddenly you got you got to start stealing loaves of bread and things like that i um I don't want anything to do with any major U.S. city, but uh, certainly New York. I don't think there's going to be a lot of tourism there. I don't think there's going to be a lot of business there. And as this, the the as coronavirus has demonstrated, generally you don't need you don't need office space in a New York City high rise to run a business. At least most businesses, that's not necessary anymore. You don't need that physical presence there. Why bother? Why pay that high rent to have your storefront destroyed? And and uh, and that's even if the governor allows you to open in the first place. So I think it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be. I mean, what are they going to do without tourism? Yeah, we'll we'll have to find out. This is Max. One of my close friends has suggested I get drunk for the first time. I hold everything in and I'm almost incapable of really relaxing, even with my best friends. He wants the best for me without a doubt. About half of me wants to do it. The other half is either against it or unsure. I do drink, just not a lot. One to two beers occasionally. What do you guys think? I mean, <laughs> this is tough for me because I am a recovering alcoholic. So I wish I had never drank ever under any circumstances. But I don't know. Something about me thinks that it's kind of a rite of passage. But don't do something that you don't want to do. Yeah, don't do something you want. You don't want to do. And I would never advocate somebody drink for the sake of getting drunk. 
Yeah. It's just, um, there's just not a lot of good to come of that. I don't, I don't really see the purpose. It's hard for me to tell too. I, I don't know how old this person is. And certainly to me, the question implies younger, like, but I don't know. And I, I certainly would not advise a younger person to do that. I'll put it this way. I mean, I, I've never had a drinking problem in my life, but I have had episodes of drinking too much in my life. There is never a time where I've had too much to drink and thought the next day, that was awesome. I can't wait to do it again. That's just not, it's never a good thing. And I say that as somebody who, yeah, I like a beer with the stream. I like a beer with dinner. It's not for the sake of getting wasted though. And so I I would say, unless you really want that experience, don't, don't. Yeah. I mean, why? You'll, you never know pain until you've experienced a terrible hangover. It's just, and they're worse now for me than they were when I was younger. If I have too much to drink now, it's crippling. Yeah. Uh, This is red. Has the constitution failed us or have we failed it? The bill of rights was placed in the constitution to make anti-federalists happy. Have we not repeatedly failed to follow its clear instructions on what should be done with and to tyrants? Mm. I mean, I think that in, in some regards we've, failed it i mean that would be my answer uh and i would say we with regard to the to the populace in general but i would also say we with regard to the political class specifically uh, when you you swear an oath to something that matters we have all sorts of people swearing oaths to the constitution who don't seem to give a shit about upholding that oath at all that's immoral your oath should mean something so is the constitution a perfect document? No, there are some things around the edges. I would probably tweak if I had to, but I think it's the closest thing to, um, to a perfect political system that's been devised in this world. And I think that, um, that I think that we all have an obligation, a moral obligation to uphold it because it is fundamentally a document based on moral truths. But beyond that, if you swear an oath to it, and you betray that oath, that's an additional moral breach for which yeah. those people should be held accountable. So my answer would be, yeah, we've failed the document. Uh, Simon says, can you please explain to me the insane obsession with local peace you people, USA people, have that you would advise me against forming militias and revolting? In fact, that you yourselves are not co- currently doing the same thing as you are being subjected to the same tyrannical forces. When is it time to give up peace? Well, I don't know that. Um, I don't know that I would say <laughs> no. that none of us are currently doing that. I mean, I think lots and lots of people are taking those steps to be prepared for exactly the sort of scenario that you're talking about. So, uh, I th- again, again, I think a good and moral person is as has to wait until your rights are being violated before you react defensively to them. We're entering that territory. Like what we're seeing in Portland. Yeah. uh, All of the people who are attacking people on the streets, they could and should be shot justifiably. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, defensively, Susan. Actually, when you're going Um, around kicking people in the face or attacking people, I'm sorry, you forfeited your right to live as, as Steven Crowder uh, uses the phrase. You, you have. So that's when. I think I've pushed it too far with the baby. I can hear her crying. Okay. I can take a few more questions and, uh, okay. I, I'll be back as quickly as I can. Okay. All right. KP says, um, do you think a girl's past promiscuity should be a deal breaker? If they're content to wait for me, 
but don't regret uh, having had sex with a lot of guys. Let me that's uh, let me read that question so I make sure I understand one more time. Do you think a girl's past promiscuity should be a deal breaker if they're content to wait for me, but don't regret uh, having had sex with a lot of guys? Do you mean wait for marriage uh, or wait for what? Um, do I think that it's a that would it be a deal breaker if they don't regret past promiscuity? Um, I don't know that I would say that, but I would say that you'd probably want some sort of commitment not to do that anymore. If someone thinks that that they want to continue to live a promiscuous life, unless that's the life that you want to live, which probably not the case, that's not a person that you want to involve yourself with. Um, assuming that you're a person who's looking for a committed relationship, you're looking to build something healthy. So I, I, I wouldn't necessarily hold someone to, to saying you must exp- express regret about a past life. What I would probably hold them to is having a similar vision for the future. And if the vision for the future is that promiscuous past, odds are that's not a person that you want to spend time with. If the vision for the future is you two building something together committed great uh go for that Th- that would probably be my response focus on the future not necessarily on the past but but be clear about what the expectations are because if past history that this person is not interested in changing that's going to be a problem julian says is it possible for animals to be immoral hmm. does it even make sense to apply human conceptions of morality to non-human life forms uh, my initial reaction is is probably no <laughs> Uh, but I, I guess I'd have to say it's not that humans don't reason, but the distinguishing factor between humans and animals is capacity to reason. It's capacity. When you think of morality, morality is fundamentally acting in accordance to or against purpose of human life. The per, the, the purpose that we're all here for. That's, that's really what, uh, the basis of morality is. And in general, as far as I understand, animals don't necessarily have the reason necessary to think about those sorts of concepts. So to me, an immoral act kind of requires the reasoning skills necessary to even understand the difference between morality and immorality. I'm inclined to say no, although, you know, if a monkey like steals your I don't know, steals something from you. Is that (laughs) if a monkey steals from another monkey in the jungle, has he committed an immoral act? Um, My guess is no, because of that reasoning capacity, but I I haven't put a lot of thoughts of that. So I don't know if you have some pushback on animal immorality. I'd like to hear it. Uh, Let's see. This is a question for blonde from Tyskuli. Let's see. Tyskalua? We'll go with that. So I'm going to highlight this one and we'll have to return to it. I think Blonde is coming back. So thanks for patience on that one. Let's see. Uh, Henry says, this may seem harsh, but at this point, do you think it's fair to compare Black Lives Matter type who promote hands up, don't shoot to neo-Nazis who peddle Holocaust revisionism or denial? The latter is much larger in scale but they are both denying evidence to promote anti-cop hatred and anti-Semitism respectively. Uh, well, I think that any, any sort of um, denial of, of observable reality in pursuit of an ideological preference. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's similar, there's similar things, I suppose you could say uh, fair to compare. I don't, I mean, 
Sure. If you want, I don't, I don't necessarily see a problem with that. I, people get, people get all sorts of uptight when, um, when the Holocaust is compared to anything for any reason. But if your point is that if you, if your point is criticism for, uh, observe criticism for denying observable, provable fact in pursuit of an ideological worldview that you prefer. Yeah, sure. Um, that said, I would say in the context of argument, if your if your aim is persuasion, in general, like Holocaust comparisons and all that, not usually a great uh, argumentative tactic. So I probably wouldn't go with it for that purpose. But I don't I don't see a a flaw in in the thinking that you're describing. It's just I don't know that it would be persuasive. Incompetent hand says uh, I share your opinion on the NFL, Matt, and I don't even have cable to watch games anymore. But I, but I'm being hypocritical. Uh, and conceding ground to the left by boycotting. Are we also politicizing things that we shouldn't be? Well, I mean, in my view, they politicize sports have been politicized. I didn't politicize them. That's kind of the thing though. You can really say that you're, you can frame it any way you want. I mean, I get emails from people who are mad at me for even considering watching baseball or football because that's, that's uh, allowing them to get away with this sort of thing. Of course, I'm not watching baseball or football right now out of my own choice, but you could make the same criticism on the other side of it that you're making. Oh, how dare you yield that space to them? You should stay and fight. I think everybody's entitled to their own decision on this. To me, if you make me watch a Marxist anti-America pre-show to the entertainment event, sorry, I'm out. I'm not interested in that. As much as I enjoy watching football, as much as I enjoy listening to baseball, I'm not interested in that. And so from my perspective as a consumer, I'm stepping out until they stop doing this. crap. Just, just my thought, but I don't think you're a hypocrite. I think there, I think you could make that argument no matter how you choose to handle it. And I think each individual should handle it. I'm not going to go after you. If you're the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I know it's bullshit, but I just like watching football. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. That's fine. That's fine with me. I'm not going to try to force you into uh, complying with what I view to be the appropriate way to handle this. I just wish none of us had this situation or this predicament and we could all go back to enjoying non-political uh, forms of entertainment like we used to. Those were, uh, well, those were the good days long gone, I suppose. Sherry says, if you could wave a magic wand and create an ideal society, what would it look like? Also, I'd love if you guys could wish my amazing husband, Ryan Fox, a super happy birthday. It's his birthday today and we both love the show. Well, happy birthday to ryan fox thank you thanks you guys for tuning in uh thanks to you guys for tuning in you could wave a magic wand and create your ideal society what would it look like well there's two ways to look at that i mean one would be how would it be organized politically frankly i'm much less interested in those questions in the political questions right now than i am in sort of how would it be organized on the personal or the family level i don't know that there's any form of government that can compensate for a fundamentally broken and immoral people. I don't know that there's any laissez-faire system that will ever fix that, or there's any authoritarian crackdown that will ever fix that. I think if you have an immoral, broken, misguided, just crappy populace, people lacking quality people, the government system doesn't matter. So if you're asking me if I would build from, from scratch... I'm starting with good people of good values and specifically people who are committed to values of building and keeping families together. Without that, I don't care what kind of government you have. It's probably not going to work. So well, who did you just answer? Uh, that was Sherry. 
And I don't know if you have a, she, it's her husband's uh, birthday, Ryan Fox. Oh, tomorrow. happy birthday. It's a happy birthday to him. I don't know if you have a thought on that, but her question is very basic. If you could wave a magic wand and create your ideal society, what would it look like? And I was thinking, I don't even care about the politics or the government until you fix the character and the, the moral virtue of the people themselves, because the political yeah. considerations are secondary to me. Uh, benevolent monarchy. <laughs> As we've discussed. Well, as Uh, long as, as long as rights are preserved, I mean, to me, preservation of rights is more important than how leaders are selected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a question specifically for you that I had to skip over. So I'll return to it. Blonde American high schools might reopen with in-person classes, but strict mask wearing requirements for all students. Well, teenage girls need to adjust their protocol and adopt new methods to attract male attention is the traditional smile and wait protocol will be rendered ineffective. Yes. Women with um, robust camel toes and weak chins are going to be in luck <laughs> with this mask protocol. Uh, seriously, though, that's the next trend. It's going to be visible camel toe. That's my answer to that. Oh my God. I hadn't even thought of that, that sort of stuff, but, but yeah, uh, we talk about how all of this sort of removes such fundamental s- subtleties of humanity, simple things like facial expressions, smiles, and especially for these kids. Yeah. You think about developing your social skills and what it means to have that girl at, at school smile at you or pick up on the subtleties of nonverbal communication, just, just facial movement like that. What we're doing to our society, but specifically our kids for the sake of safety. This is going to be a disaster of a year. It sucks. I know. It's going to be awful. Kyle says, so we officially can't buy tires without considering politics. How (laughs) far do you guys think corporate America will go with this woke signaling? Are they going to sink their ships or will they wake up from this get woke lie and realize that they're going to go broke? I I mean, they they consistently go broke and they don't give a shit. Did you see this Goodyear story today? No. Oh, so the the story he's referencing is... um, Goodyear, it was leaked supposedly from internally at Goodyear that there was, it was claimed there was some kind of diversity training inside Goodyear. And inside Goodyear, they said, uh, these are the banned things. You can't have uh, Blue Lives Matter messaging. You can't have MAGA messaging. And there were a few other things. And then it said approved messages are Black Lives Matter, LGBT nonsense, what they were saying is basically leftist progressive politics are fine. Generally conservative politics are not. And so Trump himself caught wind of this and tweeted out to boycott Goodyear tires. And actually their stock took a dip of, of a percent or two today, just on Trump's tweet calling, really? calling for them to be boycotted. And Goodyear has come out and said, no, that's not, that's not what we were. They're, they're kind of denying and saying, um, that they value police, uh, they value equality and police, they say at, at Goodyear. I, so I don't know what actually happened. But um, if it's true, if it's true that it was as presented, th- will they will continue doing this until uh, investors make them, until it starts, it starts costing them real money and investors make them turn around. In some cases, it looks like it is costing them real money. The phrase get woke, go broke. Care. Um, is a phrase for a reason, but it, it only matters if the investors care and change the leadership within the company. And if the investors care more about wokeness than their dollar, I don't know why they're investing, but hey, it's been going on for a while. Or, uh, so so someone will have to explain that one to me. But um, uh, 
but yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the end of this. And I think, I think the, the reality is that for a lot of these companies, uh, it, it, you might lose some people right away, but you think you, you pull a bunch of these woke people from your stupid woke advertising and it must actually pull in some money at some point, because I don't think that conservative boycotts are, I don't think boycotts in general, not just conservative ones. They might go on for a week or two, but people at the end of the day are like, yeah, whatever. I just need some tires or yeah, whatever. I just want some Chick-fil-A boycotts. Don't actually dent companies that significantly, very commonly. Yeah. Yep. Uh... This is the question I was looking forward to from James and Jennifer in Indianapolis. So if you guys remember, James was uh, James had emailed before expressing his fear his wife wants to protect the family with a gun. He's kind of halfway on board, but he expressed a fear of shooting guns. And um, Blonde may have made a few jokes about James, but James is, has been a good sport. And there may be a few jokes made tonight too. But again, I'll appreciate James for his willingness to uh, to withstand that ridicule. James says, I've been spending a lot of time watching gun videos, trying to get to the point where I believe I can accompany my wife to a range again without the overwhelming. I should, I should do a dramatic reading here without the overwhelming terror I experienced the first time. Uh, I've watched certified trainers shooting different guns and talked about gun safety and and talking about gun safety. And one of the common themes through all of these videos has been, uh, quote, make sure you choose a gun that's fun to shoot. End quote. They uh, they say this will entice you to go to the range more often and you will be more practiced and proficient. I get the logic behind that, but I'm having trouble wrapping my head around the concept of firing a gun being fun. From my current perspective, it is uh, it is an object in your hand. You pull the trigger and it makes an exceedingly loud bang. I'm having trouble understanding where the fun occurs in that paradigm. So I'm honestly curious from the perspective of people who own guns and spend time at the range, what is fun about it? Well, it makes me feel like I have a giant penis. Maybe this is all about my penis envy. Maybe. Um, I would ask James, one thing I would ask you, when you went to the range, I'd be curious if you went to an indoor range. Because when you talk about exceptional loudness or exceeding loudness, inside is going to be much louder. And in my experience, shooting inside is way less fun. It's not that it's not fun because, you know, controlled explosion in your hand is fun. I'm surprised that you don't enjoy it. Cause honestly, I've met very few people who shoot a gun and don't get some kind of kick out of it to varying degrees. Most people I've experienced do that said, if you took a higher caliber weapon to an in- indoor range, that's like the least fun thing to me because you got to stand in your spot. You got to stay in your lane. It's really loud. You're shooting paper. Oh, it's so fun. It's fun, but it's not the most fun to me. Uh, yeah, go skeet shooting. That's hella fun. Go, go, go shoot. Yeah, go, go skeet shooting. Go to an outdoor range. If you have one, shoot steel. Or if you have someone who just has their own land, shoot cans. Uh, and if the, if the loudness is what gets to you, get someone with a 22. I mean, these are, there's no possible way you can be terrified of a 22 and not have fun. Set up a bunch of cans on a fence, on a, a fence post. And shoot it with 22. And if you can't have fun doing that, I'm sorry, you're not an American. You have to leave. That's the no, answer. You at have that to point. commit Harukiri if you can't have fun. No. <laughs> you, 20, Lay down the law here. There's no way 22 can be intimidating to you. And that's the point is, it's the most fun thing when you're shooting is shooting things that kind of have a 
response or a reaction. If you're shooting steel, you hear the ping. If you're shooting cans, you get to watch them fall. Uh, get some tannerite. You can make your own little explosive, and when you hit it, it blows up like it's a grenade or something like that. That does have that's really all of that stuff is really fun. Shooting paper, not fun, it, I, or at least not as fun. Do it inside of a pumpkin too. Yeah, find things to shoot and use a small caliber like twenty two, so that you're not, you know, you're not punching yourself in the shoulder every time you shoot. I guarantee you'll have more fun that way. And thank you, okay. for, thank you for keeping us uh, updated and uh, and. I, I guess I would kind of disagree. I actually have not. I wanted to talk about the advice a little bit too. make sure you get a gun. That's fun to shoot. I get the theory there, but like that's not always the case. Like for example, my concealed carry piece, not at all fun to shoot. Why? Because it's as light and compact as possible. It makes a lot of sacrifices so that you can carry it in the most concealed way possible. The trade-off there is it kind of hurts your hand when you shoot it. It's not fun to shoot, and it's not because it's such slim profile. It's not the most comfortable grip or any of that sort of stuff. But that's because it fits a specific purpose. Also, large caliber weapons that fit a specific purpose, to to me, not that fun to shoot because they end up punching you in the shoulder the whole time. And So fun for a range toy is important. Fun for... Specific defensive weapons, I'm, I mean, fun is better than not, but I don't necessarily buy with fun in mind for those pieces. I, I'd maybe push back on that advice a little bit, but, um, but that's just me. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, James. Management says, uh, how has your opinion of George Floyd, the George Floyd situation changed from the initial reports until now? If, or has your opinion changed? If so, How? Um, mine definitely has because the facts have changed. Do you have thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, I mean, wasn't it yesterday or that it came out today that he had taken all the fentanyl out as he was being arrested? Oh, I didn't even know that. That's news to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that definitely changes things. I mean, th- there's no way that I can contribute to his his own death. And just in general, um, if somebody like this dies at the hands of police, I'm, I'm just not going to be as sad as if he were some kind of upstanding citizen that contributed to society. Like nobody can tell me that it matters as much as, you know, as any, as somebody that's more worthwhile than the original presentation, the, the facts at the time or the narrative at the time were that he was that he didn't resist at all. And, and the original surveillance footage didn't show a lot of resistance from him. Lo and behold, the body cam footage shows plenty. That's a big change, in fact. At the time of the footage, he was acting, he was kind of stumbling around. You could tell he must be under the influence of something, but we didn't know. Of course, the toxicology tells us not only that he was high out of his mind, but a specific fentanyl cocktail that is known to cause respiratory problems. That is a major fact that's changed since the story broke that is that has altered my opinion. Um I, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me to say, was the, was Derek Chauvin's kneeling morally justified and did it kill him? I don't know. The, the, that's uh that's a little bit difficult to answer, but I've never really been on the, the team that this was, uh, that this was murder. This was obviously racist murder. Yeah. Um, and, and as the facts have come out, I'm more sympathetic with the police, less sympathetic with George Floyd as the facts have developed. Absolutely. So we'll see. There's probably more information yet to be revealed still. And as soon as it is revealed again, expect riots. They're coming, at least for that city, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. This is Sam. 
I've grown very frustrated with the treatment of the elderly during this pandemic. Obviously, some caution and protective measures to lower the risk of infection to those most vulnerable is indeed prudent. But at what point are we doing more harm than good? What good is protecting them if it comes at the cost of, remo of removing the few luxuries they have left, visiting with family, hugging a grandchild, etc.? I say this uh, with having a grandmother in a nursing home with whom, thank you for the correct grammar, uh, we celebrated her for her birthday through a window and who hasn't physically left a room the size of a small bedroom in four Ugh. months. I think that we have passed the point where we're doing more harm than good. It has to be up to the individual, uh, the risk that they want to take. And who knows how many people are dying just from health um, and ailments that are associated with with loneliness, with the lack of care, people are dying of starvation. Like older people are dying of starvation mm. um, because people aren't visiting them. Uh, I bet the you know the death toll of this is never going to be correctly estimated, but I am a thousand percent sure that it outweighs the number of people that have died of COVID many times over. Could be times over. And I think you're exactly right. If there are there may be some older people f who want this sort of heavily isolated lifestyle for the sake of safety, like you're describing. But that's that's really the question. Should your grandma or anyone's grandma be forced into that sort of arrangement? I know, for example, I could speak to my parents or even myself if I were in an advanced stage of my life. If you gave me a choice of, um, yeah, there's a significant risk that you might get a virus that could be deadly. Or let's say you gave me a trade-off for sure. Would you take six months of your life, normal interaction with your family and your loved ones? Or would you take three to five years of absolute isolation. That would not be a difficult decision for me or for my parents. Right. And that's fine if it is for you. I don't, I don't look down on anyone who says, listen, I measure life by quantity, not quality. That's it's your life. You're entitled to measure it that way if you want. But I don't know a lot of people like that. I, most people I know want to live a human life with human interaction and human touch and all of those things. And uh, they should, it's their life. They are perfectly entitled to live their life according to those risks if they want. And I think they should be able to. Uh, I mean, it, I, <laughs> that sort of arrangement, um, it, all my grandparents are past. So I haven't had to experience any of this coronavirus stuff with anyone in my family who's of advanced age like that. But yeah. it, it does, it is heartbreaking to hear that kind of story. You, you do wonder, is that actually for, is that actually a better life for that person? Is that actually what that person wants? That's really what matters um, is, is the individual's risk assessment for himself or herself. John says uh, this question may be too broad for a concrete answer, but is bias inherently negative? Uh, no, you can be uh, positively nope. biased. Of course. Right. So I, I don't know if you're, you bring up that question in like a, a racial context or what if you want to follow up with that question john but uh but no bias is just all, all bias is is preference for one thing over another and that can be having a positive opinion of something or having a negative opinion of something else yeah yeah uh that's we talk about that all the time but that's uh that's, that's all we got on questions thank you guys for your patience for the couple weeks uh uh or the at least the week off to get through those questions appreciate it over on um d live win 1895 says james got some real uh, get some real low recoil uh, recoil rounds trail boss uh 10 star powder and you can shoot any gun without recoil that might be an option too maybe you have a, a firearm that um is a is of a defensive caliber 
that's just a little too intimidating for you for the time being. Maybe I, I don't know. I guess I haven't um I haven't bought that sort of round before. I can't say from experience, but yeah, there there probably are rounds that'll hurt you a little bit uh, or scare you a little bit less. Um, if not, like I said, just borrow your go go find someone who has a twenty two and have at it, or just buy a twenty two. They're cheap enough. Although yeah. ammo might be rough these days. Uh, are you good over there? Yeah. Uh, Sersha says, tar used to be pine tar, low melting point, non-lethal. Oh. Ah, well, there you go. Tyler Hagginson, no note. Thank you, sir. Jacob C. Evening, Matt and Blonde. Hope y'all are doing fine. If you could, please wish me luck. I'm going back to college. I'm in a position where going to school is helping me out financially, but these COVID policies are wild. Godspeed. Well done, and good luck. Yeah, uh, good luck, man. And uh, like I said, for high school kids, for college kids, for me, college was the social experience was as valuable as the intellectual experience. And now that they're meddling with all that shit, and I assume they're not giving you a discount on your bill either, or maybe they are. I don't know, but without uh, it, I hope this stuff gets revol- uh, resolved soon for the sake of you guys. Cause y- y- I don't want your entire young adulthood flushed down the toilet. You don't really get that either. back. Stellar J. Atkins. So FBI Records Vault tweeted out the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. Zion. Comment section, predictably hilarious. I love 2020. You stand alone on that one. <laughs> Everybody hates this year. Um, Laurel says, where I live, USPS is more reliable than private couriers as delivery to rural areas is not as profitable as to cities. I sometimes get um, DHL through USPS because DHL puts it in the mail for rural routes. Well, that would explain that. I then. forgot DHL was even a thing anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Black Magic. I don't blame you for not reading the last Super Chat. I'm just glad Blonde <laughs> read it in defense of USPS. They're getting uh, raped by Amazon so hard right now he has to write graped to get around it but yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's probably true for the postal service too though yeah I I assume package volume in general just because no one's shopping at physical stores anymore is probably part of the problem Holden Mulray hi truth seekers I prefer Streamlabs to YouTube super chat but 95% of the time I get a message that I can't donate now and try later guidance. Hmm. God bless you both and your families. That sucks. I I cannot help you. Streamlabs. I've had isolated technical issues before. Unfortunately, there's not really anything that I can do to fix it. Um, But I would say in the, in my experience with Streamlabs help, they've been very responsive. So I would say just email them on your own behalf and say, Hey, I'm trying to support, Odds are it's probably an issue with your card or something. I've had a few isolated yeah. issues like yeah. that. Email them and say, hey, I'm trying to support people on uh, Streamlabs and it's giving me this error. Generally, they'll guide you through it. And if you learn any information and or if I can help, if there's some setting I can change, do send me an email because uh, if you get it figured out, I'd like to have that information, obviously. And thanks for supporting the show. Furious Dan, on the difference between justice and vengeance, justice is when universal principles are applied separately from the passions of the accuser. Hmm. Revenge is fueled by blood, justice is fueled by ink. That is an excellent That's uh, a poetic, yeah, a poetic way to phrase it. I think I would generally agree. Brooks Neal, the book Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad by John Eldridge is a great guide for things like social media and the benefits of taking time off. Would highly recommend. Hmm. I am in the market for a new book. Take time off to Thank read you. that book. Yeah. That'd be a good thing. ML point. says, what has four arms, three eyes, grunts like an animal, broke a step stool and smells like dishonesty and semen. Dan Crenshaw dumpster pumping toe Rogan. I don't even get it. Oh, I get the three Rogan? eyes part. 
Joe Rogan. Is that, a, is that an official nickname for him? Why is this, is it because he looks like a toe? Is that uh, he does have strong toe-like features? Oh, the bears uh, call the, him Toe Rogan. The bears call him Toe. Yeah, um, Holden Mulray. One thing I love about biblical Christianity: it's not at odds with liberty. God gave us free will to choose or reject him. He never asked us to coerce or be coerced as that would not be true belief. Sure. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's so important to me if I, if I end up going down that path and I, I don't know if I will or not, but it is so important to me that I, that I reach that point of my own, that it's a path that I travel myself through my own choices and through my own guidance. Um, if I get there, that's the way I want to get there, not through anyone else forcing me there or through anything like that. So I, I, I appreciate that perspective. Madam Mayhem, uh, Christy Nome was pro-migration before COVID. Oh God, is that true? Um, if she came around, I can tolerate it. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't even, I don't know anything about her. I never even heard her name or saw her face until coronavirus. Until this, yeah. yeah. Cloud Nine Ninja. Individual rights only work in a framework where the majority of the collective agree to those terms. The moment other groups begin to collectivize to subvert those rights, the, the individual loses every time that is right on. And I agree. I would agree with that in, in practical terms that your individual rights aren't upheld if there's a mob of people who don't want to uphold them. I, I, what I'm talking about is in moral terms that if that happens, that is immoral. And so any sort of social structure should be built and maintained with the idea of upholding those individual rights because they are of the highest moral importance. Um, oh, shit. Oh, uh, this is Bridgeburner 77. Blonde, next time you go to Target, tell them you have a religious exemption and according to the 1964 Civil Rights Act, they can't discriminate against you for religious or medical reasons. I thought about doing this before, um, but I'm just at a place where I'm, I'm just not willing to lie. And I don't live in a place where um, I have to patronize businesses that make you wear masks. I know that some people have emailed me and, and they've said, like, I have to do it at my grocery store. It's the only grocery store in my town. Yeah, that's fine. Do what you got to do. But I'm not in that situation. So uh, you guys can like my balls. I'm not giving you any of my business. <laughs> sure. Also, Target is totally on this um, LGBTQ thing. Like they sell pride shirts for kids and all this. So like what's more important? here that i can get groceries and sticky notes and stuff and household stuff in the same in a one-stop shop or that i don't support businesses like this target literally got burned down in minneapolis for the george floyd riots and then their response was to start labeling black owned products on their store shelves that has been targets really yes that is what they're doing now so uh yeah i you know, we go to Target occasionally. I don't frequent it that much, but I'm so that's the thing. So many of these companies piss me off, but I'm also so tired of trying to be the sort of person who will only I have to know the exact political opinions of every business that I patronize. That's not the America I want to live in either. I just want to go about my business and not have politics thrown in my face, but they keep doing yeah. it. Uh, John Martin, new Biden-Harris campaign slogan, sowing the wind 2020, sufficient unto the day 2020. Uh, Laurel, collapsitarian accelerationist point of view, the left is getting stronger over time. If an armed confrontational is is unavoidable, which it is, then the longer we wait, the lower our chances of winning. Hmm. Um, That's an interesting just uh, practical look at it. If you accept the premises there, then yeah, waiting would be disadvantageous. 
uh, Rainier Chen, cheapening core aspects of family, community, and life is a good way to atomize individuals to make them easier to control. That's what links the black vote harvesting Planned Parenthood and welfare state together. I know you, you're normally jokey, but that's true. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I think that's a, a way to think about that question. Yeah. James T. Kirk, for a little laugh at the collapse of our constitutional republic, I recommend Ryan Long's How Internet Politics Look to Normal Humans. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Francois de la Pironi. Hmm. Message for Miss Blonde. Remember, grandchildren are your, are your reward for not killing your teenagers. I can already tell Miss Emmeline is going to be trouble. Until a cigar bro 165. Hi guys, hope you're doing well. I'm a Baltimore City police officer that called before the riots. Ah, oh yeah. Big cities may suffer a huge shortage of cops as Baltimore. We have been 600 short since the 2015 riots. Damn, I'm sorry. Man, sorry. if you got uh, if you got any more experiences, please do call in or email. I Godspeed out there in Baltimore, man. Yep. Jason Bolt, here are a few shekels. I've got nothing clever to say. I'm ready for USA 2. Also, Laurel has a great show. Thank you for that. Laurel's got a lot of insight, yeah. If you guys want to check it out, she's usually streaming before we go live on uh, Wednesday and Sunday. Donald Trump, Don Trump says, okay, blonde is hot. I don't care what Matt says. What When I was downstairs, was Matt talking about how ugly I you am? Is see, that what's going on? Did you guys see how bad she looks tonight? Oh, I my know. God. Look at that bitch. Look <laughs> Um, I am though for real. Uh, Eric Marley says seriously looking for advice from blonde on how to motivate my wife to be more successful professionally and with her help health. Sorry. Um, why would you want your wife to be more professionally successful? Why? What are you doing? Eric Marley? I don't know. You need more, you, you need more context, I guess. You want your wife to like make more money than you. I don't get that. I mean, she should want to be successful with her health she should be taking care of her health and everything but i do not understand a man's mentality that he wants his woman to have greater career success you want to opine on that uh well i don't i mean the, he's looking for advice from from blonde not for me so i guess uh but uh i am interested if you let's extract the the general theme of this question uh because this is something that i'm interested in um for no reason at all i have case certain people are listening and they're going to be mad at me for phrasing questions just motivating women in general what is the best way to motivate the woman in your life to do something that you'd like her to do but maybe she's not doing which is not at all relevant to my life because um she does everything perfectly and uh does everything i want her to do and there are no <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding the general theme of motivating women to do things. What's the approach? What's the best way? Shoes. Buy her shoes. I don't know. I mean, we're simple creatures. We need emotional connection and we're also materialistic and superficial. So like maybe have a tiered rewards program <laughs> where you give her jewelry and oral sex. I don't know. Okay. That would definitely work. All right. Okay. That's terrible advice. I don't know why you I heard can't it here, it. Eric Marley. Uh, if you get that promotion, I will um, offer favors. That's the, <laughs> sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> Darlene Kate's a small token to celebrate the birth of my new granddaughter today. Cecilia Rose. Oh, that's lovely. Appreciate all you guys do to help keep us a little 
at least a little bit of our sanity to help keep a little bit of our sanity. I can read. Well, thank you, Darlene, and congratulate. Congrats your to daughter. you and your family. That is very cool to hear. Dustin says, "Woohoo! I spent some money. Now my ideas can be acknowledged." Wait, what is your concept of God again? Oh man, <laughs> is that is that to both of us? Probably to you. Uh, what is my concept of God? Well, here's what I what I can say about the natural world is that it appears to operate with a um, an observable set of rules, and I don't mean that just in the scientific sense of an apple falls from a tree because of gravity. I mean that in the moral sense too, that there are, there appears to be a purpose uh, toward which and for which human beings ought to uh, behave and pursue. And I think that's objectively observable. And what we're all trying to do is, is, is survive and pursue some sort of purpose. So it doesn't seem unreasonable to me that somebody put that there. It's not something any of us chose to do. We just, we kind of appeared here on this earth and we're all generally doing that same thing for some reason. So I don't know. Is God, um, is God the random, the random occurrence that created all of this? Is God a, a human like being who put this all into action? I don't know, but it stands to reason that there's something going on here to me that, that is beyond pure accident. Um, but I, I don't know what that is. I don't know how to define that. I don't know. I can't really tell you what that is, but that's kind of what I'm in search of, what I'm in search of finding. Yeah. You'll never find it until you take that leap of faith though. Maybe I'm, I'm still, still on the journey, man. I guess the uncertainty is the answer, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. And maybe, um, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll take that leap. I mean, I'm closer now than I ever have been. So could happen. This oh Glad man, someone's has someone has to rip on James or James. Last one, Cloud <laughs> Nine Ninja. Seriously, James, your terror. Lay off the soy, my God, man. Be nice to James. I, I at least he's trying. You know. I will say about about James, and I know, yeah, I know it has a little bit of a dramatic presentation. I will fully acknowledge, but the here's the reality of of the gun community and stuff too, and self defense to an outsider with no knowledge of it, there is kind of an intimidation factor, and even um yeah even like among guys and among men, you don't want to be the dude who's like trying to enter that hobby but doesn't actually know anything about it, and then you say something stupid, and everyone realizes you don't know anything about it, and they all laugh at you. There's but even, I didn't rip on him for not knowing anything about it or being ignorant about. I didn't because I don't know a lot about guns yeah. either. I ripped on him because his wife had to push him in. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is whether it's the bang of the gun or getting into something where there's a lot of technical knowledge that's not necessarily easy to consume. There is an intimidation factor for people entering that community. And seriously speaking, I want to be as welcoming to people entering that community as possible. With, yeah, fine. Yeah. I also didn't mention this, though. It doesn't matter if you're afraid. You just got to push through it. Like, well, I oh, think you're it's scared. I think so what? Yeah, to your point, the preservation of your family is at is at stake or could be if you if the wrong situation presents itself to you. So yeah, I think at some point you got to get over the fear and you got to It's not like, you know, maybe James is not the go to the range every weekend kind of guy. That's fine. Neither am I. I don't go to the range every weekend. Some guys do, some guys don't. The point is if a situation presented itself like 
face kicking incident in Portland where someone's trying to destroy your family physically, that you at least have the competence to to fight back. That's it. That's all. And, and baseline competence is what you're going for. I also I haven't been to the range in uh, eleven months. You might want to you might want to head down there. No, I'm afraid of the lead exposure. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's because you inhale it. That's what you got a husband for too. That's true, Meaning, but when he's out of town, I have to. As I've said many times, and as I say in our household. Just looking like you're no, you know what you're doing is most of the battle in a lot of cases. Yeah, look at the McCloskeys, right? Look and at the she, McCloskeys. Look at Mike like, Strickland Whoa. in Portland. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't even look like she knew what she was doing, and it was a deterrent. <laughs> yeah, uh, just simply looking like you know what you're doing is a, is an effective way to neutralize the situation. Anyway, we're overdue to get out of here. Um, appreciate everyone's patience uh, with the calls. I know we probably could have got through more tonight, and I I always say that, but Always trying to do a little bit better. We'll see what we can do. Anyway, thanks uh, thanks for calling in tonight. Thanks for emailing tonight. That is much appreciated. We'll be back on Sunday. I'm going to try not to do overkill on DNC recap because this, this shit so is so boring. Yeah. yeah. So we'll go through maybe some of the funniest stuff, but not, not too much of that. Uh, I, I want to talk about this guy in California who went before a city council and actually told them, like, fuck off before a war starts. Oh, I'm unfamiliar. That's a good story. We'll touch on that. Uh, and much more. See you then. Hey, guys.